Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast, episode 24, we think. Merry Christmas, everyone, and let's get started. Today, we have a special guest, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. You'll have to figure it out. We have Paul Pinto Jr. from Fairfield Steelworks, Derek from Alden, and I'm Chris Zephyr, Make Everything. Paul, why don't you start talking, and then the special guest will just make himself known. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no. Why don't we say something about the guests? So they can kind of get. <laughs> we'll say one thing. We you we'll fucking play... talk about me every week. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? He's gonna redeem himself. Uh... He's gotta clarify every little thing. Every week, the fans must be sick of hearing my name. They don't even so, know who you are. Some of them. So what That's happened good. here is I got an official notice from uh, Jimmy's agent. They was very upset about all the slander that we've been putting out on the Handmade Podcast, and it cost it cost us a lot of money, but we settled the suit, and now Jimmy's here to yeah, uh, to the make good on I get, it. I get to come and do an appearance and, and eat olives with my dirty ice pick live on camera. <laughs> we should have went through all the podcasts and got everything bad we said about them and have well, them. You got, have well, you got the extra. You got discuss every one of them. Pizza? <laughs> yeah. no. Hold on, let's clarify one thing, Paul. Last episode, I heard you saying I ate some pizza, some leftover pizza. Could you yeah. tell us? Because I honestly, I must. We must have been in England, right? Yeah, we, no, we were in England in that in that uh, that uh, hotel. Right, that looks like I don't even know what that place was. But it's like 1982. In that yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was unbelievable. And then the food 
they only had like three things on the menu. It was that burger that like made out of like horse meat, and yeah, then that it was pizza, horrible, but it was the that best chemical, horrible. that chemical pizza that right. tasted like poison. And I tried oh, yeah, to get like the really pizza. Thick. It was like it really was thick cheese. It right? was yeah. It was a big like you know. It was like mm. slime, the cheese. And then I yeah. couldn't even swallow. I had one piece. I couldn't eat anymore. I was starving. And then it was sitting there. And then Jimmy goes, "You you, you gonna finish that pizza?" And I go, "No, it's all yours. You could have it." And he ate the whole pizza. <laughs> I remember one time I was away with my buddy skiing, and we had to wait like two hours to get in this pizza place. There was no place to eat. So we sit down to eat, and there's like a family, like a husband, a wife, and a couple of kids sitting be- behind us. And they get up, and me and my buddy just look at each other. We get up, and we sat at their table and ate their leftovers, right? My other buddy's just so grossed out. But, like, they didn't fucking spit all over the pizza. Like, it was just like a regular family. So we get up there, we ate their pizza, then we came back and ate us. <laughs> oh, I tell you. oh man oh jesus christ Crazy. i i, I uh, my, my name has been uh i've been called the billy goat my my buddy from long island used to call me the billy goat because everywhere we ate i was like eating off everybody's plate like, <laughs> leftovers and he's like dude why don't you eat a can he goes you're like the fucking billy goat. You, just eat everything. <laughs> you ever read the story about the guy who ate the airplane I know there are guys. That no, shit. there's a guy. There was a French guy who he used to eat things. That was like his uh, special skill, and he would eat bicycles. And one, and he oh, ate a he ate a set of like airplane, like the metal. Yeah, he would eat. He would eat. He would. Uh, he would lubricate the parts with like Ooh. vegetable oil, and he would eat metal parts. So he's just shitting out chunks of metal. I guess he must. I think he was on Letterman a couple times. It sounds yeah, like, yeah, 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 like stupid human tricks or something. And he and he died, and they claim it wasn't from eating all the shit that he ate. Huh? Oh. He got hit by an airplane. <laughs> yeah, what, a, exactly. what, what, what a what a shame! <laughs> what, a, what a shame! What a national loss! Yeah, <laughs> France will never be the same. So I'm here now, guys. Do you have anything to ask? No, me? I don't have a no. shit to no. ask you. We don't ask anybody any questions. We're just talking no. about what we've been doing this week. Paul, how many handrails you make this week? Nah, uh, none really, because my whole shop's torn apart. But that's going to be over with by oh, tomorrow. Well, so tomorrow. They're doing freaking yeah. They're doing work in there, and everything's covered in plastic. So it's just a, been a nightmare. But they're going to be done tomorrow. When you spray, so, when they spray insulate, will they cover that with something, or is it because it's industrial? Just leave it like that. They, it, it's a fireproof paint. That goes over it because that's like to code. They have to. And I, I don't know what the deal is with the paint. I know Fred was trying to tell me what the yeah, paint it's, does. It's, I don't even know if Fred knows what the paint does. Use it in my building too. Does it expand when it gets hot? Is that I don't what know what it happens? does, but I don't it think does it's something. Like shit. I can't imagine there's paint that stops fire. So. That's what I'm trying to figure out. It's just paint, and these guys are putting a skim coat on, so I don't even know if it's doing anything. But mm-hmm. you know, it looks better than the foam, the yellow foam. Now it's gray, so that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. But okay. are they all done know. with the foam? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I tell you one thing. That stuff works really good. Like mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, you could tell a big difference. Like the whole thing's totally airtight. But yeah, it must sound different. Just, it sounds different. Yeah. There's no echo. You know. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be nice. Is that building brand new? I was really surprised you had to do so much work when you moved into it. No. Like, um. No. What was the usage um, different? No, it's only the building's actually like twenty or thirty years old. But um. They're um we're we're not even doing it. It was like part of the deal that they were gonna insulate it. They were gonna like insulate it anyways. So right. um I don't know, but we gotta put the heat in and stuff. So nice. What kind of know, heating system's gonna heat a place that big? I don't know. It's it's funny because I right now for this winter we're gonna rent a um like a portable heating system that stays outside and you pipe right. in the heat. It runs oh, off yeah, like yeah. heat heating oil. 
Um, but eventually we're going to just get that gas, like radiant heat with the tubes up in the ceiling or whatever. I think oh, that's yeah. what we're going to get. I got um, two of them. They, yeah. they, they work okay. Right underneath. Oh, really? Maybe I won't get those. You but, freeze off your snut bag the minute you step outside. Is, the is that that's in your other shop, not not on your house, obviously. Oh, the one in the backyard is radiant floor heating, which is that's radiant floor. But the other shop is that insulated or no? It, it is insulated, but it, no, it's I, not. No, no, they're building the holes. Yes, it's yeah, it's insulated place. by the uh, the, the pigeon the pigeon nest insulated from the wind. Yes, it is insulated. <laughs> It's insulated and it's got a lot of holes in the walls. So when you yeah. get like a gusty, like two degree draft and it goes right up your back, mm-hmm. you that remind you that there's a hole in the wall. That shot when, well, when you're standing underneath the radiant tube, it's it's nice and it's nice. Top, your hair burns off. You. <laughs> <laughs> Shopping Queens just did those new radiant, those square ones, Derek. Oh, you yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, like the one real. they have at Home Depot. Yeah. No, no. It, well, it's 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 like a, yeah. it's like, a, like instead of a radiant tube, it was like a square, maybe like thirty by thirty. I could yeah. find out what they used because those um, were nice. They, they did a ton of research because that building, in, the building in Queens, is almost all glass, so they can't insulate it. Thirty by thirty. Mm. Yeah, it's like 30 yeah. by 30 inches. But that building is – it is so, so cold in the winter and like unbelievably hot in the summer. Like it's it's got to be over 100 degrees in the summer in that building. It's like wow. that's the worst wow. part about that building. Oh, because it's like a greenhouse. What would you say? Because it's all glass? It's almost all glass. So they can't even insulate it unless they lose most of their windows. That's crazy. And, you know, Derek was in there. It's yeah. such a nice space because it's yeah. got such nice like natural light. Yeah. Um, But – uh. Yeah, I'll let, I'll tell uh, Paul. I'll look into what they got because I know they told me they spent a lot of money on that heat and they wanted to yeah. make sure whatever they got was going to work um, because you know yeah because those seem to throw like more heat like they seem to heat the room like yours mm-hmm. Jimmy is more like directional like these like you could, you walked into the room and you could feel it was warm in the room and then when you got by the thing though those things really were throwing off some serious yeah. heat they were nice like we had some torpedo two torpedo heaters running in there. And this wasn't even when the the full ceiling was insulated, and it was noticeably warmer. Like it was comfortable. It wasn't yeah. you know sixty five degrees, but it was comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that wasn't even when it was finished. And with those shitty heaters that I was like you know dying of from all the fumes. So I'm not using yeah, those again. You can't. You can't even. Yeah. It's, it's me bad. and Brett first got into the shop over here, and you know every morning we either one of us would like we'd it was like a Mexican standoff who was going to go and get the kerosene and fill up the heaters. <laughs> 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 and I'd wait Brett out because he's too skinny. He would get too cold. So if I waited till like 930, he'd be like, I went and got it. And uh, <laughs> All right, I'll get out of my car. The fumes would burn your eyes. Mm-hmm. It's oh, like, it's bad. Yeah. You're coughing, and now you're that, choking. Now, so we still have those two heaters there. And yesterday, Aaron's like, what should we do with these? I said, just just put them in deep storage because I'm never going to turn them on. You know, that's, yeah. that's like if we get like in an airplane crash and it happens to be electric and we have the torpedo heaters with us. Yeah, that's what I use them. Yeah, those things. That's when I when I was in the little garage. That's what I used to use, and it would be like a choice between dying from the propane fumes or being like just above like, freezing. A choice between like, and cancer. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's, it's like extracting the heat from the exhaust of a Kenworth. Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Someone yeah. was telling me that the reason that they're so bad too is because they they burn the oxygen out of the room. So, like, you're not only getting whatever the fumes are, but you're actually removing oxygen from the yeah. space too, which is just yeah. so you're you're like slowly like de- de- depriving yourself. your brain of oxygen. Yeah, 
And then like move, working with dangerous machines. It's a perfect combination. With all that extra, with, with all that oxygen out of the room, it makes you whine. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, that's that's must, I, that, that must have been what it was. I, I'm I'm lucky. My basement's nice and warm. Somebody asked me, they're like, "Oh, how do you heat your shop?" And it's funny because it never bothered me. My old tenants come like September, they would turn their heat on and they'd leave it on through May put it on like 75 and just leave it. We'd literally have to open up our windows sometimes because the heat would rise up upstairs, but they're not there anymore. And they have steam heat. So all the heavy cast iron pipes would heat up and warm the basement. So mm-hmm. now the apartment's vacant, you know, except for a couple of days a week. So I'll, I have um nest thermostat in there. I'll turn it on. And, and sometimes at night, cause I'm like, I got to get the basement warm. It's so goddamn cold down there. You yeah. Know? Cause the heat's never on down there. So, but Ooh, What's that? What? What? I said, go, God damn. Uh, God damn. <laughs> yeah. But no, now it's nice and warm because I can just turn it on. I don't have to suffer in silence anymore. I decided that this year I would, I would allow myself some heat. Oh, Chris, what was your, what was you? You had a heating problem the other day on Instagram. I saw you poking at your heater. Yeah. I was ready for it to explode. Your your shot. Yeah. Shot so, so, so the, that's a safe thing to do. One of the heaters. So I have two, I have a ceiling hung unit and then this like giant, like a uh, open flame fucking furnace. So last year I'm in the shop and it's like probably like 10 o'clock at night. I'm getting ready to go home. And I, I walk cause my shop's uh, long. I was in the farthest room and I used to go out of the door in the wood shop. So I'm going to leave and I like kind of smell natural gas. I'm like, that's weird. So I go over to the heater and I can hear it just hissing natural gas and the heat's off. So that's got an automatic pilot. It's supposed to, you know, call for gas, turn on the heat. And then when it shuts off the heat, it's supposed to shut the gas valve and the gas valve got stuck in the open position and was just pissing gas out of the heater. So now every time I leave the shop, I shut the gas main off just in case. And I figure while I'm here during the day, I can always just like kind of sniff for natural gas. So, of course, at the beginning of the season this year, I go to turn it on and the gas Hopefully valve is don't get COVID. closed. What do you say? Hopefully you don't get COVID and lose your sense of smell. <laughs> well, um. I put, so I bought a I bought a uh, a natural gas detecting uh, like almost like a smoke alarm that has uh, going to say a canary. No, that has a uh, Wi-Fi. So if it ever detects natural gas, it'll text my phone. Oh, that's good. Um, and it's how right. About fix, how about fix the heater? Well, so that's the thing. The <laughs> heater is so old, I can't replace the exact gas valve. And the only way to replace the gas valve is to like change a bunch of shit in the heater. So I've been looking on eBay for a new old stock exact replacement for the gas valve. So we'll get there. For now, oh, I just it. live live on the edge. The other day when I was here with Luke, he was like kept taking steps back. I'm like, yeah, dude, if this goes, it's going real bad. <laughs> I can just picture you like walking in and, and flicking on the light switch and then all the boom, like all the windows Listen, blow out, if I'm gonna building die, collapses. If, if I'm going to die, what a better way for me to die than buried with all my shit. Imagine yeah. the whole yeah. building just collapses with me in it. And melt yeah. through the head. <laughs> Fucking milling machine riser through my like whole head. <laughs> One of his vices. You guys, like when is the last time, I'll tell you my experience, when is the last time you took a calculated risk and you're like, if this blows up, let me just at least turn my face that way, so at least I it'll oh. I'll only lose my ears. Two days ago, I did that with my gas grill. <laughs> yeah, like you. T- so that I bought that excavator, which is that we'll talk about that excavator I bought, and I got there the other night, and it had a flat tire. I was like, oh, uh, you oh. Did the, I knew, I knew oh, it I had know a it. Cold. 
So I went and I got in, uh, I, and I said to Aaron, I go, how am I going to fill this up without, you know, running the risk of blowing my face off? He goes, well, you just, just reach, you know, just reach across, get a thing that has like a connectable one on it that stays in place. I go, I don't have one of those. I have to hold it with my hand. And he goes, well, then just like reach around it and just look away. And I go, <laughs> yeah. the valve is at the very bottom. And we didn't have the new batteries yet. I go, the valve is at the bottom of the wheel. So I literally have to stand in front of a wheel that's like six feet in diameter and kneel and push the valve right at the very bottom of the rim, which is facing at exactly six o'clock. And so I, and then I thought, I'm like, I only got to put like 30 pounds in it. You know, even though the wheel's six feet in diameter, I only have to put 30 pounds in it. You know, that's not like, and it's not a, it's not a, a multiple piece rim. It seems like one piece. And so I put the air valve on it and then I have this cane that, that was in my shop. It happens to be right here now. It's this old <laughs> wooden cane. And I put the tip of the cane right on the top of the valve and I kept like I kept a consistent pressure on it, so I heard it going, and then I just turned my whole body away. I'm like, okay, if this pops, I'll lose my hand, probably my calf, and you know I'll get a really bad back pain. Just think about but, how successful of a GoFundMe we could launch for you, though. Oh yeah, you get you get a new rim in a minute. It'd be great. Yeah. You have a really nice excavator after that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. So obviously it filled up, no problem. The tires all dry rotted on the side, so. Me and Aaron got uh, we got uh, like simple uh, simple green which we had and we just sprayed it all over the tire looking for the hole mm-hmm. and there was no explicit hole but after a few minutes oh, the whole side of the tire the whole side's foaming the whole side's foaming <laughs> really? did I tell you that did I tell no, you that no 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 and no, Aaron goes there's your leak the whole side of the tire is just like a light haze of foam yeah, that's <laughs> crazy I tell you I remember like my father always saying like when you're filling up tires be careful they blow up. And I was just filling up a tire. This is like a month ago. And I'm like, I wonder if that's like really like a thing like I need to be concerned about. So, of course, I put it in YouTube, right? The first video comes up. It's some like Chinese lady walking by with a baby. And the tire, the guy puts the the valve on, forgets it, walks away at a gas station. The tire literally blows up in the air and lands on the both of them. Oh, like, my oh my god they were okay but i'm like you know they must have you got cut open or whatever didn't die but I'm like, in, oh 19, my god. in 1984 i worked at a sign shop in long island in high during high school and they had one of those wheel cages that was the first time yeah. i'd ever heard so because they had cranes and they were they would do all yeah. the maintenance from the cranes themselves so they would take you know the wheels of the crane off and when they were maintenancing them and doing the air pressure they'd roll them inside the cage yeah and i was mm-hmm. like what i go what and they go yeah no those tires have susceptibility of exploding while you're filming them. So we yeah. put them in the cage and then, you know, you just put on your safety goggles and that, turn your head. That used to be the best thing in work. When you get a flat tie, they'd have to have the guy come out with the old trucks. We had like the old internationals and they'd have to split the rim. And it would always be like the smallest guy would come out and it'd be amazing to watch them though, how they do it. You know, like it's all like technique and, you know, they can tell the guy's been doing it a hundred years, but they'd be like 110 pounds and they'd be on the ground slamming the thing with, you know, sledgehammers and mm-hmm. separating the rim that's, and everything. That's funny you should say, because like I was immediately pricing new tires and everything. And, and T who I split the difference with on the, on the excavator, you guys know T. Mm-hmm. So T's like, um, he goes, don't, 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 because we got some more tires. He goes, well, we'll just put a tube in that tire. Don't worry about it. You and could I'm slime like, it, dude. You could fucking slime it too. And, yeah. well, he said it's got stuff in it now. He goes, "What you do is he goes." He said, "Oh, so and so from so and so. He'll come fifty bucks." He yeah. goes, "They change. They'll do it right here. Yeah. Yeah. They put it all on the truck." And like, could you imagine? Like, they, they do it in the back do? of the milk dud. <laughs> what, what what you wouldn't do for fifty bucks? 
Yeah. I would definitely not get on my hands and knees and take the tire off an excavator. Yeah, no, probably no. like in the mud, like in the snow and ice. They give him sixty bucks if it's raining, and they'll still do it. But he's like, no, take them. Takes them yeah. a few minutes. They just pop it off and they just throw it on. The, I'm like, it's funny. I work with the kid. Fifty bucks is nothing to me. You he know? has. It's expensive just living. He I'm like. Let him do it. This kid had a tire, an excavator tire, and he got it from a customer at work. He was working at a customer's house, and he seen the tire there. And he says to the lady, he says, what are you doing with that tire? She goes, oh, it's junk. We want it gone. Will you take it? And uh, he goes, yeah, we'd love to take it. So he takes the tire. But two weeks later, he gets called in by security for the company and says, you know, I want to question you about this tire you took. It's a thousand, couple thousand dollar excavator tire yeah like well the lady gave it to me well it wasn't her tire to give you it was her like grandsons or whatever so they said you know you can't take something like that and resell for profit they're like what were you doing with the tire he said i was going to flip it you know yeah so they try to fire the kid right they come you mean from- flip it for exercise yeah yes that's what i was they thinking thought, yes they thought he was trying to flip it to make money and he he's doing crossfit job back. yeah he was a crossfit guy and it was just a miscommunication. He ended up not getting in trouble, but they thought they tried to fire him. They thought he was trying to sell the tire because, you know, it was a lot of worth thousands of dollars. You know, they're just expensive ties. Even well, I'll tell you exactly how much they cost because I just quoted them. I'm sure how they're much? not cheap. For a set of four, yes, it's not bad. And delivery is free. $8,000. I was going to say 2500 1600 bucks. Oh, really? That's not too bad. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah, not bad at all. That's I mean, you know, that's. Bad. I guess you don't really have to balance them either because you're not going at like a highway speed. They probably just get mounted. Well, the dirt bag with the truck for 50 bucks, he'd let him yeah. do it. Yeah. I, I bought a quad once from a guy and uh, he clearly had like rusted out rims on this quad. So he siliconed the bead of all the tires. I was oh, like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? He must have had RC cars. That's what you do with the RC cars. So like I get the tire, I get the the quad back to my house and like one of the tires won't hold air. And I didn't even really like look at it. I think I paid three hundred dollars for the quad. I just put it right in my truck. And uh and I get home and I'm like, I put air in it, I spray it with the simple green and it's literally just got black silicone all over the whole thing. I was like, God, what an asshole. So we slimed all the tires and I sold the quad for a thousand bucks because I couldn't pay my shop's rent one month. I want one of those. I want one of those banshees, dude. Did, did you enter Anthony's? No, I, I didn't. You should. I it's probably should. Good man. It's that kid. That kid that I built the ramp for. He's he's auctioning off banshees. He was seventy bucks a ticket, right? For two hundred tickets. First prize, you got the banshee. Second prize, you got five hundred bucks cash. Oh, I didn't know. Third that. prize, you got two hundred and fifty bucks. And fourth prize, you got an entry into what the is next a banshee? It's a Yamaha. It's a, it's a Yamaha quad. Like the late '90s to like two things that flip over instantly. Really, boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, like, right. yeah. that's what yeah. they ride around like Brooklyn and Queens or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Really, right? They're not even meant for the dirt. Dude, he buys <laughs> they just ride them on the street. Yeah, he buys those things for like three grand, and some of them oh, are really? worth like twelve, thirteen thousand dollars. They're kind of cool. Dude, they're so they're so Literally so popular. Them? They're cool they, looking. They flip, sell them. Yeah, he uh, he's nuts. But yeah, I mean, if it's good metrics for him, he's selling two hundred tickets at seventy bucks a ticket. There's fourteen grand right there. Yeah, that is pretty good. So, and he you should do a Bridgeport. A you know what you should do a Bridgeport auction. So that's what he keeps telling me. He's like, dude, why don't you just raffle off some of the tools you buy? He goes, sell like ten dollar tickets. He goes, I'm sure there's somebody who would like buy. You know, you could probably find fifty people that would buy ten dollar tickets for some tool. You know, the when Paul. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> hold on, you could sell five nickel. There it is. Nickel. Look, there it is. look, look. Oh, right piece of look at that piece it's of garbage. What am I missing? My oh, little bandsaw, my little wind. Jimmy, bandsaw. you probably can't see it. We have, Jimmy has it's one of those sensory those overload. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know why I bought that? <laughs> it's like, where's, you know, what's that? Where's Waldo? What's that thing? Waldo, yeah. Yeah. So listen, so I, you know why I bought that little wind bandsaw? I, I try, this is how I manipulate, uh, I shouldn't tell my secrets, but this is how. I manipulate the people that I I think are paying attention to me, and it's worked a few times. So I was talking to Dake. Oh yeah, I was trying to get them to give me. I was trying to get them to give me. The cat's trying to break in the room. I was trying to get them to give me some equipment, or at least you know started the relationship with them. And they were kind of like half on the fence. They didn't really. They they really weren't paying close attention. I was talking to Mark, and he goes, "She was being nice," but they never followed up, and so they wanted to give me their version of it. So I bought the win for fifty cents off of Amazon. Painted it white <laughs> and used it in a couple of videos just so that in case they were paying attention, and they never did. But there have been times where I've done that and I've bought or used equipment to you know for a competitor and have gotten their attention. I the, cl- the classic example is this, and I'll tell you when I first started my relationship with the guys from from Bullet Bourbon. I know my buddy's never going to hear this, so I could talk freely. And yeah, nobody listens to this podcast, anyways. No, no, no. Well, unless some, unless somebody rats me out talking to the right. audience. Well, my, when I first started my relationship with Bullet Bourbon, I had done a couple of things with them and they were great to me. And then I just hadn't heard from them for like six months, eight months. And I knew they were doing stuff, but they weren't including me. So I was like, well, so I built a bar for my sister-in-law, for my for my brother-in-law, a little bar that you would like, you know, put in a backyard party. And I took a picture of it with a bottle of Jack Daniels on it. There you go. I huh. literally went and I bought a $60 bottle of Jack Daniels because it's <laughs> all they had it was like the gallon size. And I put it on the bar and I took a couple of pictures. I immediately got a phone call from my buddy at Bullet Bar. He's mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? That's funny. I'm like, what do you mean? What are you? He's like, what, is he, what are you putting pictures of, of Jack Daniels for? I'm laughing because like, I did that with bits and bits. I go, it's for a friend of mine. He goes, what? What? You don't have a bottle of Bullet laying around? I'm like, well, you know I don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you should say I don't have a check from Bullet Bourbon laying around either. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Maybe if one of those wound up in my pocket, I'd put a bottle of Bullet on there. I, I did that. It was so funny because I got in a little tiff with tools today and I went out and bought bits from bits and bits and made sure I talked all about them on my Instagram story. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Derek, you got to start, uh, you know, like bitching in the car with Derek. Yeah. <laughs> bitching in the bitching car. In the car. I, just left, I just left Sunglass Hut and uh, I'm going to tell you my people love it. You ever watch Family Guy grind my gears when uh, Peter. Griffin has a show on on the like network TV called Grind My Gears, and all he does is just bitch. Like, you know what really grinds my gears when I go to get ketchup from the little ketchup dispenser, and there's nothing in it. Nobody knows to refill it. Uh, they they had a thing on uh, Boston Radio. The May is dead now, but the you should Google it sometime. Mumbles Menino, his Maya Menino. He would make up and screw up every word, but he they used to call it the, the section the thing. Because he, he used to say, that really fries my nose. <laughs> that was like his big thing. Derek bitching from the parking spot. That's yeah. what it should be called. Derek. I'll, I'll try that. Derek I'll try bitching that. at the retail. Bitching yeah. at retail. But bitching, bitching about retail. Something like that. So, somebody somebody asked you a question. I forget what it was about. But they go, if it wasn't working, would you return it? I'm like, oh, you're talking to the master. Uh. So I return, <laughs> return everything. Everything gets returned. What do I do when it doesn't work, Derek? What do I do? Give, I don't like. Give it to me. I'll return it for you. <laughs> 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 
I'm actually, I just boxed up. I'm returning a USB cord to the store. It's so bad. It's going to cost you more money in gas to drive to the store. The cord was 28 bucks. That's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Trailer's been doing that lately. Like anything, like I'm really bad. So I said, I go, and, and, you know, shit shows up all the time for me. I open it up and it's fucking shower rings or something I didn't buy, but it's my name because Taylor's using my Amazon account. And so uh, lately, <laughs> Derek's laughing. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. So the other day, we buy like four strands of uh, of solar panel Christmas lights, and one of them doesn't work. And they probably cost like $10 a strip. Yeah. And, and Taylor's like, oh, let's just return them. I'm like, I bought them from Amazon. What do you mean return them? She's yeah. like, oh, they, they give you a slip. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to deal with that. This bit sitting on the porch, a box the size of like a fucking pint of milk. Tell you. <laughs> it's got it says return. Yep. And so the UPS guy is supposed to drive to the driveway and grab it. That's gonna be there in the spring when the fucking snow <laughs> The new but thing they, that Amazon does they that make I, it that easy to return it. Well, what I just uh, my my uh local thing, and I don't know if it's like location kind of based, is like they want me to bring my stuff to a Kohl's. Kohl's Dude, yeah. I was going to say but Kohl's. No I box. went to a Kohl's. So now yeah. I got, I bought a, I bought a, Angela got a new car and she was trying to get like a way to mount her phone and this f- fucking car, there's like nowhere to put a phone that's not like a hazard. So I yeah, bought they don't like, want, they don't, they don't want you to do that. So I bought like, they don't want the liability of things it. for her to put a phone and none of them really worked. So I have this box of phone accessories and I got to bring all this shit to Kohl's. But at least now with the holidays, they're letting you wait till like February before you do it. So, but it sucks because I got like probably $400 in Amazon shit, but not that I, that I lost in, the money on. In Malden, there's a convenience store. It does like postage and stuff. Mm. It's like this weird, like, I don't know what the hell kind of convenience store it is, Wait, but it, yeah, it's a bodega. Yeah, like it, you can pay utility bills, ship Wait, shit, but you, you can buy your weed there. Yeah, but you bring your Amazon stuff there. It's already stamped everything. You just give it to the guy, and he gives it to whoever. I don't know. It goes wow. back to Amazon. He just throws it away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't follow up with anything. Like I bought, I, I bought pissed two- off. That's why. I bought two. I bought two. I, I talked about this on the, the Making It podcast like a year ago. I like the DeWalt 60 volt grinders. I like them a lot. Look at how dirty my thumb is. I like the 60 volt grinders. Do something with it. And uh, so the, <laughs> the 60 volt. So I bought, I have the one that they gave me when I did a commercial for them. And then I bought two more for like 300 bucks each mm-hmm. from Amazon. And one showed up. In like an envelope. I'm like surprised that the housing wasn't. It was like literally in a padded envelope. In a fucking bag. Yeah, it was in a bag. It was like, you know, <laughs> no battery. It was just the grinder. Ugh. And then the, the second one never showed up for like weeks. And it was like two months later when I finally got the balls up mm-hmm. to like go on my my orders and see. And then I called up and the guy's like, he's like, well, how come, you, you know, I was talking to somebody from another country. He's like, how come you didn't get it? I go, I don't know. Never showed up. And he goes, all right, I just credited you back. And that was it. It took three minutes, you know, but I had to get on the phone. I had to do it. Well, it was so funny because the fan I got today for my um, laser, it was supposed to be here last week and didn't show up. They sent me a tracking number. It was for a package I got back in September. So then I called <laughs> UPS. They go, yeah, that's not a valid tracking number. So I said, maybe I'm reading it wrong. So I sent it to the lady. She goes, yeah, that's been delivered already. I says, so I messaged the guy. He's like, no, that's it. It's out for delivery. And I got it today, but the box was all smashed and everything. It must have got lost in transit or something, but it worked fine and everything. But I'm like, if I got to return this thing, this thing weighs a ton. It's huge. 
It's yeah. like, I don't want to deal with this bullshit, you know? Oh. Life's, life's hard enough as it is. Yep. Yep. Nice. I'm waiting on my new ring doorbell. Yeah. Because right, it doesn't work. No, it just never showed up. <laughs> just, <laughs> when you get it, you can put it out there and you can get notified when your next package of shit comes from Amazon. Remember, no, I, I ordered I ordered two cameras, two ring cameras, and a doorbell because my old doorbell is like so old. I got like the first generation ring doorbell from like four years ago, mm-hmm. and it just crapped out on me. And anyway, so I'm waiting for the new one. Remember when you used to have to wait two to three weeks for something to be delivered? Paul, no, you, Paul, you, yeah. don't, Paul you don't remember that. That, that no. happened in Paul's but, uh, life. I remember ordering shit from the back of magazines. Like I right, did, right, right, right. In the, you ever like, order did you ever order from Harbor Freight before they had stores? No. I didn't know that. Yeah, that I, I ordered stuff. I remember like oh man, it had to be when I was in oh, high school. Dude, that's right. Yeah, so like, you used to get a catalog in the mail. They do, just come right out of the shipping no. container. Oh, they they their 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 <laughs> products are actually much better quality yeah. than Oh uh, really? And you could, I used to order at a JC Whitney catalog yeah. for all Yeah, that's right. Yeah, my my dad like he'd be like, "Oh, you know, like cuz when Harbor Freight catalogs first came out, I remember my dad being like, "Oh, I always wanted like to buy one of these, but you know, I remember it was a, an air hammer, you know, like the small air chipping hammer. He's like, "I always wanted one of these, but the they're all, like so expensive cuz I guess in his from his life they were like Snap-on or Maco and they were probably yeah. like $400, they, right? They were. They used to yeah. be a fortune. So he's like, I always wanted one of these. And there's been so many times where I thought I could use it. And it was like 30 bucks from Harbor Freight. And there was a bunch of shit like that, that he had like, I guess, seen throughout his life of working in different trades that he never wanted to spend the money on. And now they were all in one catalog because Harbor Freight was like, Home Depot doesn't sell a lot of the shit that they sold, you know, like kind of yeah. more specialty tools. So I remember what he ordered a bunch of, he was like, he's like, what do you want from this, this catalog? Um, this is probably like 2005. So like the whole thing, everything was different, right? It's like 16 years ago. Paul was a four years old. I was six years old. So, and I remember getting like this box of stuff from Amazon and uh, from Harbor Freight. And one of the things didn't work. And it took him like 40 phone calls to get this thing like exchanged. It was like a, uh, it was a, a, a pneumatic stapler, like a, a, a wide crown na- uh, pneumatic stapler for upholstering furniture. Cause my mom's a designer yeah. and he used to reupholster chairs for her and this thing wouldn't work. And he fought like tooth and nail with Harbor Freight. And then when they finally opened one, Jimmy, they opened one in Hempstead. It was the, the first location on Long Island. I remember him sending me like a newspaper clipping being like, they opened one of those stores, that tool store. They actually opened a location. He's like, we got to go. I know exactly where it is. Yeah, right on the my curb. brother was so excited. So excited. And me and my dad would just go to Harbor Freight and walk around and be like, holy shit, look at this thing. We should try one of these. Like it was, it was great. I had some of my, I have very fond memories of me and my dad going to Harbor That's Freight awesome. when it first opened. I, I, I got a story that will tie in two things together with Harbor Freight and returning things. Oh, God. I just did this with Chris. Chris got to hear it again. <laughs> so I had the little ear pump for the laser. It didn't do jack shit. And I posted online and people like, oh, you don't need a big ear thing because. And that's pushing air into the laser. Explain why yeah. the air pump. So, so the air, from what I understand, the air keeps the smoke away from the lens to keep it clean. And it keeps the flame out so it doesn't start a fire. It just blows it out, right? So a little puff of air is really all you need. But I was watching videos where guys were doing side-by-side comparisons with using like 25, 30 pounds of pressure, and the cuts were coming out perfect. No scorch, no nothing. 
So right. more than more than a fish tank pump. Yes. So I get a small pump. Somebody tells me just get one of those ones you use for um, airbrushing. So I get one, and it can't keep up with it. It has no tank, keeps going. So I bring it back. I buy a bigger one from Harbor Freight, but it's a tiny little compressor, tiny, tiny little thing. So I get that one, and they tell me, they say, if you return it, you have to get another one. There's a 20% restocking fee. I says, that's fine. I don't care. So I get this thing home. I'm telling Chris. Or I'll talk you out of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. So I get home. I turn it on. The thing's like silent. It was the nicest air compressor I've ever heard. I swear to God, from Harbor Freight. The thing but you like, still had a pee under your mattress. Hold on. $110. The thing was silent. It was unbelievable, right? But it still wouldn't provide. It only go to like 18 pounds, and it would just run nonstop. I said, let me bring the get a bigger one. I bring it back. They were out of stock on it. The bigger one's on sale. It's $20 less than what I paid for this one. So I said to the girl, well, why don't you give me my money back so I can go to another one, another store and get it? She says, well, no, it's a restocking fee. I said, yeah, but you don't have one for me to buy. She's like, because they're like, we're back order. They won't be in for a month. I said, I, I need an air compressor today. She's like, that's not my problem. I said, yeah, it's not my problem that you don't have them in stock either. She goes, well, if you want to return it, you have to buy one. I says, okay, I'll buy one. I said, I'll buy the floor model. We don't sell the floor model. I says, well, I need an air compressor. I need to leave with an air compressor or my money. I said, I need one of those two things from you, 20% rugby stocking fee. I got to call my boss. Okay, call your boss. So she calls the boss. She's gone for about a half hour. I said, I don't give a shit. I'll wait. <laughs> Stand there all day. Here's your money, sir. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. But it's like, you know what? I wanted to buy it. But I was saying to Chris, I says, I was so embarrassed because I didn't want to say I bought an air compressor. I was like, can you imagine Andrew hearing you buying an air compressor from Home Depot? I mean, from Harbor Freight. From Lowe's. How about from Lowe's? Well, that's like, what I said. Oh, he, he must have your ass up about that. He wanted to kill you with Lowe's. But I tell you, the one from Harbor Freight, the better model one, literally silent. Yeah. Couldn't even hear it running. It was amazing. It's just it's barely I, pumping any air. Oh, because <laughs> it's not no, on. It worked unbelievable. <laughs> it worked so I bought, I bought years ago, like four years ago, I bought a $500 60-gallon compressor from Lowe's. It's in the machine shop. You guys have all yeah. seen it. Mm-hmm. It works great. It's never – Is that the one you hooked up to the plasma table? No. Yeah. I, yeah, I would that run thing, yeah no, that's works. a small one. The big one's oh, in, the, oh, in, the, in, the, in the little corner. The big corner. one. It's black. It's in the machine shop yeah. in the corner. I used When the plasma table was in the container – I got electric from the telephone pole. I got the 60 amps I needed from the telephone you pole. You should just oh, up there with some wires and you wrap them around. The thing. And, and I would run air an air compressor in the machine shop. 400 I would, pounds of air. 400 pounds of hose, I mean. 400 feet. I would put it like 400 feet of hose. Oh, my God. I connect them together. <laughs> I left, I left about like every time the guy mowed the grass, I'm like, don't cut my air hose. I have to pick it up to move it. Ridiculous. Anyway, so I bought the same one a couple of days ago, like two weeks ago. Maybe three weeks ago. And I have a California Air, but one of the valves broke. And I've always been meaning to get something with more storage. And Zep, I got the one you gave me. We changed the switch and everything. But I got to run the I gotta run the phase converter to run it. So the phase oh, converter is going to be it's three phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, we'll just use that for special stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went and bought the Lowe's one. It was $600, $580. And I bought a bunch of other stuff. I walked out of there with like maybe a $700 bill. 
put it on the car, got home, took it off, ran great. Start, you know, I had to do all the plumbing on it because it comes with nothing on it. Mm-hmm. So we did the plumbing on it, and that's like a half hour in the fucking plumbing aisle trying to find all the fittings. Like, the worst. Yeah, the worst. And you know, a ball shut off that's going to work well, and, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the step ups and the step downs to the quarter inch valve. And I get it all together, get it on, turn it on, and it shuts off. I'm like, great. It, it went up to pressure, 175 shuts off. Great. Did it one more time. Great. We moved it to the back of the shop. The next day, I go to turn it on. It goes up, goes stops, and then just hisses. And then Aaron, right away with the book, he's amazing. He, like, flips open the book, looks and says, troubleshooting page, if the valve is leaking, return to the store or replace valve. Uh. That's the. I was the. And I, I was okay, like, "What shop is this was, compressor in?" It's it's in the uh, the big shop at the flea market building. Flea market. Because I was going to say the the horizontal compressor I got for you. I always envisioned that in your barn at the house because you have three phase there. Yeah, well, that's true. I can bring that. It's exactly true. And we were going to pour a, a plat. We were going to pour like a cement platform to be on the outside mm-hmm. somewhere, so I could plumb it in. And that's exactly right. That's me and Patrick were going to do that for, possibly for the TV show. Um, anyway, long story short. If I had had it for like three days and the switch broke, I would never have returned it or bitched and moaned. <laughs> because it was still in the 48-hour period when it broke, I went online and I started bitching and moaning on the, mm-hmm. you know, the whatever. And then the guy on Twitter, whoever is running the Twitter account, wrote to me and it's like, call, email this person. And I emailed her and she's like, hey, I remember you. You were one of our influencers. She was very nice. And she said, um, we're going we're gonna to arrange it to have it re- re- replaced. And she's like, just bring it to the store. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Stop the clock. I'm not going to the store. (laughs) I'm not going to the store, which is why I'm so mad. Thing weighs 300 pounds. I was like, I would need a forklift, which I have. I would need a truck, (laughs) which I have. I would need, I go, you know, it's in the middle of my Christmas busy season. And so she's like, all right. So Willie calls me. This is like three days later. I knew they were going to deliver it. And I was like, I know they're going to deliver it to the wrong address. So I told Derek this. So I get a, an automatic phone call. It's like, hey, this is an automated call from such and such delivery system. We're going to deliver a – and then the compressor to address 3442. And I was like, okay, that's my house. It's not supposed to go there, but whatever. And then 10 minutes after that automated call, we are delivering a compressor to 2195. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to get two. So I was like, I'm going to get two compressors. <laughs> And I don't know how they even had the house address. I never gave it to anybody. It must have been in the system from when I was working for them. And yeah, they Googled it. (laughs) And I never told Willie what was going on. And I don't know where I get a phone call from Willie, like, you know, 24 hours later. Hey, they're dropping the compressor off here. The truck's here and they're about to leave. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. And I had been, I was on my way to the house. So I was like, keep in there for five minutes. I pull in the driveway and I said to the guys and I immediately started cursing and yelling. I was like, look, I'm not mad at you guys. In the middle of me yelling at them, I gave them 20 bucks. I'm like, no one's ever yelled at you and given you a tip at the same time. Yeah. I said, I'm just annoyed at the system. And they laughed. I go, I want it back on the truck and bring it to my shop. Because they're like, where's the other one? Because mm-hmm. we want the other one back. So I was like, put it back on the truck. And as I said that, I go, here's 20 bucks. I go, you never got yelled at and tipped at the same time. Go to the shop. Follow me. Just follow me. And, and I'll take them down the road. And we switched it. So they were cool. They were cool. And uh, he he puts it back on the truck and puts one measly ratchet strap around it. I'm like, dude, I go, you don't want to come back again, do you? And he laughed. He goes, no. I go, put a couple more ratchet straps on it. Because it was like straps so that it could just like bounce up and spin in midair and just fall sideways. Yeah, and have like the have the head just shear right off the top. It'd be perfect. And then and he, so by the time they were done switching it, the truck pulls away. Aaron points at the air cleaner. 
It looks like it's been beat up with a baseball bat from the, from the drive at my house to the drive down the block. I was like, whatever. I don't care. I bought a compressor when I was still in my garage shop. It was like a, not a not an 80 gallon. It was like, I guess, a, a 60, maybe a little smaller. And it was like a yellow tag at Home Depot. And it was like my, you know, uh, in the garage shop. So whatever. I was probably like, I don't know. I, I was I was working as a carpenter. I had no money. So whatever it was, I was like, oh, this is the only way I can afford this compressor. So I, I buy it. I put it in my SUV. I like wedge it into my SUV. It's such a pain in the ass. I get it home. I have like a shed where my old compressor was that this compressor now has to go in. I rip the old one out. I do all this bullshit. Turns on. I'm like, oh, this is great. It fills. Turns off. I use some air. It doesn't turn back on. I'm like, what the, what the <laughs> fuck? Flip the switch, dead. And at this point in my life, I don't know how to like diagnose the electronics of it. So I can't figure out why the thing is just completely dead. I can't fix it. I call Home Depot. They're like, yeah, bring it back. So I got to rip the whole... I spent like a whole day putting it in. Oh. Rip the whole thing out, put it back in my thing. I rolled it. I kicked it, like put it on its side and I kicked it into Home Depot. And I was like, get this fucking thing away from me. And I've wasted so much time. They're like, what's wrong with it? I'm like, I don't fucking know, but it's not my problem anymore. Guys, like it's all scratched up. I'm like, yeah, I rolled it across the parking lot because it's broken and you might as well just throw it away. So, oh. Did you get a no one or did you get your money back? No, well, I, I got it on a discount from them anyway. So they wouldn't give me a, a one at full price. They would only give me that much money back, and I couldn't buy one with that money. You know, you know, it's funny all these compressor stories. So I return that compressor, I get my money back, and I'm like, you know what? And the only reason I have two compressors, I had four. I gave, <laughs> I, gave like me. I, I gave one away, and then the other one, I it ended up it started to rot because it was dripping water out of the tank, the, like your tire, just out of the bottom of the tank, it was dripping. And uh, and I have two. I have a small portable one I use on job sites, and then my big one. But my big one's outside, and I always forget to unplug it. And all night it fucking runs. And then my wife will put the dog out in the morning and scare the shit out of her when it comes on <laughs> at five in the morning, you know. But um, it's funny. I uh, the other night I go, I have no air. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I plug it in. I'm like, do I have power out there? So I look, the tank's filled. So I go to let the hose out. And the hose, like, just blasts right back in my face. I was like, holy shit. So I look. There was, like, a, a U, like, in the bottom of the hose. The, from all the moisture, the hose was filled with ice outside. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I took it. I got my heat gun, and I've never had that happen. I've drained this tank. This thing's going to be 30 years old, this compressor. I bet I've drank the tank five times. Oh, my if, God. If, 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 I got to drain my tank like every other week. Dude, like, I never do. I always wonder how much water's in this thing. But um, it's like I, I'll open the drain and nothing even comes out of it. I got to take one of your ice picks and jam it through. No, I'm sure it's, it's filled with shit. Oh, oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. But at this point, I don't give a shit. You know, I've got my money's worth out of it. But it's like uh, it's just crazy. I've never. I gotta do something. You ever to, seen those? Um, they they make these things. They're they're a little bit annoying because they the frequency is it's so frequent. But these all they make these automatic drains. You you put it on the bottom of your yeah. compressor, and every it's either every fifteen minutes, thirty minutes, forty five minutes, or every hour it opens yeah. for yeah. like you know twenty seconds. And yeah. the idea is that you then take a hose from that and you put that hose outside. 
So that yeah. every hour it opens, it drains, and it, mm-hmm. it never keeps water in your tank. The problem yeah. is, who the hell wants – if like you're at your house, it's loud as shit. It's as loud as opening your valve. So who the hell wants to hear every hour – that will scare the yeah. shit out of your dogs. Yeah. Every hour, all oh, of a sudden, yeah. 120 PSI blows out of the side of the basement. <laughs> that was the other issue with the small one from Harbor Freight. I don't know if it was because it was that small. I mean, the tank was just – it was like 12 inches. It was it was small. But um, literally water was – I had, you know, water um, thing to catch the water. But, like, it was literally squirting water out of the hose. I don't know if it was because it was so small. I've never seen that. Like, I've never seen water come out of the hose. Like, this literally would – like, if you sprayed it into your hand, your hand would get wet. Maybe it was just uh, like a – there might have been a real difference in the, in the temperature of the air versus yeah, the temperature yeah. of the tank. Because the tank was probably – if it was in your car, the tank was probably yeah. ice cold. The air was probably yeah. warm. Yeah. You know, I, I got to find – like, I, I just bought some ends at Harbor Freight, but mm. I don't care what they cost me. I want to find a place where I can get ends that will not leak. doesn't matter yeah. if, I, if I put friggin – you know, Teflon tape, mm-hmm. pipe dope, everything. These things friggin' leak all the time. And I'm like, does anybody make good fittings that don't leak? I think um, uh, AVE made a video about, like, high-quality fittings. You know what? You should just buy them from McMaster. I feel like whatever they sell is probably good. Yeah, probably. They're, they're probably yeah. decent. Yeah. yeah. We gotta go to, like, maybe, like, an auto body supply. Yeah. Even that, yeah. the shit they sell at, like, the shit they sell like an auto parts store would be like garbage. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm sure a uh, local uh, TV and phone provider probably has some high quality yeah. things on some of their service trucks. Yeah, they do. Maybe you find somebody that works there that can you know, hook you up with something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I tell you, when you're looking for, I had to go just, let the air out of my uh, my compressor. You just um, just you're, <laughs> you're on a tight schedule. Just the, the ends, like they're always leaking. I, I mean, there's good videos online. You can open them up and change, flip the washes over. Yeah, make them uh, higher, and then make them higher, uh, higher output too. You can yeah, like, bore them out. But it's like it just drives me nuts. The things always leaking air every, mm-hmm. you know, all the time. Yeah, uh, that's the China. I just saved that for my show. Yeah. So, what have you guys been working on, Derek? Let's talk oh, about what Derek's uh, been doing. Your Derek's oh been my Derek's one of Santa's now. I last night when I gave my last little Instagram story, like I I must have did it ten times. I was getting choked up talking. I tell you, the outpouring of love I've gotten like from people seriously, like, I, and I was saying this to Jimmy. I can't imagine. Like the messaging, even you guys, you know, like, I mean, I don't have that many people on Instagram compared to you guys, but just like, even today, like I'm laughing, like people like, how was your day at work? And, you know, but it was just, you know, like I, I felt like it was like proof of concept. Like I want to take this dream of mine to the next level. And, you know, I'm always bothering Jimmy with it and he's always got good advice for me. And, you know, it's um like, it was like, would anybody support anything I do? You know, and, um, you know, I made a post on Facebook and I got like mixed results. I I really didn't get the response I thought I was going to get because I felt like on Facebook, it was a lot of people that know me personally. Mm. So I thought it would have been a lot warmer response there. But I tell you, through Instagram, man, I had people buy more ornaments. Like it was just crazy, dude. It was crazy. I had another bag of them today. I dropped off at the post office. I shipped a bunch of them to Australia, to the UK. Wow. And yeah. And they were like, it was like, 
like like seven bucks to ship them. I'm like, I don't even care. Like these people were willing to spend, you know, $15 on an ornament. Like I'm paying the seven bucks. Like, I don't care. I didn't make much off it. Like it meant so much to me that these people uh, you wanted got, to do it. it you know? it's, it's really sweet. But I'm saying when you, when you worry about shipping stuff, you're looking at it like at a year, you know, yearly, not minute by minute. Yeah, no, no. Food. But that's what I'm saying. It wasn't like, cause they were like, Oh, I would love one of your ornaments, but it's going to cost you too much to ship it. You know, my thing yeah. was like, I was honored to think that they would want an ornament. I mean, I mean, this mm. freaking ornaments, Derek is my homeboy hanging on people's fucking Christmas trees. <laughs> I mean, how crazy is that? Like, right. seriously, like, and I was so touched by it. it like, it meant a lot to me. Like, it was yeah. like, that was bullshit. So it was just really, really nice. It was, it was horrible going to work today. I was miserable. My boss is like, he's my boss is just like the driest person you'd ever meet. And like, no, like still working at the pizza place. Yeah. Pizza? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he's like, you know, we are we're low on pepperoni. I need you to slice some pepperoni, no, but he's just like, he's just like, uh, snap out of it. Get back in the groove. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Like nice seeing you too. I haven't seen this guy in a fucking month. <laughs> You Push know. him down a manhole. Yeah. But it was funny. A lot of people were shocked I had a job. <laughs> I got more <laughs> messages yesterday. You work for a living? Like, yeah. Is it your job? I'm like, yeah. I mean, you have been you have uh, been spending an awful lot of time in the oh basement. So basement nonstop. Nonstop. It's been crazy. But it's been fun. Nobody I thinks it. I have a job. I go, how the hell do you think I buy all this shit? I know. I know. Derek, so, just quit. Just quit. Your I, I want. I tell you, I talked. I, I talked. I told Jimmy. Jimmy knows, and I think I mentioned to you guys too. The kid uh, Jordan from Two Avocados. There, man. I, I I talked to him, man. It was like he's. I love talking to kids. Like talking to an old friend. You know, Jimmy's yeah. friendly with them. I, you guys should sure. try to get to know him. Just knowledgeable kid and just what a sweet guy and he just he loves buying cool old stuff yeah he just motivated me so much and just like he made me think uh you know like it's it's possible you know it's possible to have this dream you know Mm -hmm. he had the dream and he's living it you know and uh it's it's amazing you know it's just amazing to see you know so it gives me hope just do it yeah. Well, you must be, you must like, you, there must be, you must be close. I mean, haven't you been working at the pizza place for like 32 yeah. years? Or something? <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. It's a lot of fucking pizzas. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy, man. It's, yeah, you know how much bad hair is in those pizzas? Oh, my God. <laughs> bad hair. Yeah. I was talking to, uh, to Matt earlier because, you know, he works, uh, he works a full time job too. We were just talking about, you know, he was, you know, thinking about going full time and, you know, what does that look like? And it's, it's tough when you get, you know, you, you get, you have a skill set. See the dip, I guess the difference being like, Derek, you're working on a product line that you can make, you know, how many ornaments you make in the last week? Oh God. 200. Yeah. More than that. So like wow. 300, whatever, wow. however yeah. many wow. it was Yeah. like, uh, there's a, there's a, a, uh, reliability and quantity. Right. Like if you don't sell 300, but you sell 250 next week, you still made money with the yeah. stuff that Matt does. He either like builds a frame or he doesn't, Yeah, you know, and that's it. Like you either get like a $5,000 yeah. bike build or you don't. Yeah. yeah. The custom motor, custom chopper. Yeah. You know, business or anything. I mean, custom anything like, you yeah. Know, when, when you get into that, like boutique, that high level of stuff, I mean, like Jimmy, unless they're like the top, top guys that are probably super well established, yeah. you know, yeah. it's gotta be a hard battle to. Yeah. But like, think about like how, how many ice picks you sell versus how many, like, you know, big $10,000 
custom oh, cars, yeah. you know, and we were I mean, talking more about fun because they're just a little bit more, it's more easy to deal yeah, with. Yeah. And we were talking about how, you know, it's like, I mean, I'm not quitting my job anytime soon as much as I want to, but it's like, you know, there's this like a lot of nice stability and getting paid <laughs> every two weeks, you know, I'll tell you, one thing that was really, I mean, after I got off the phone with Jordan, I mean, that kid, he almost had me fucking giving him my resignation, you know, yeah. after talking to him. But mm-hmm. I call, I literally called our union. I said, if I retire, like, what am I getting? Blame it on Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I said, what's it going to cost me? And what am I getting? Because, you know, obviously, like, my health care and stuff. But yeah. literally, for to keep my family plan health care, because I've been there so long, and to keep my life insurance and all that shit – it would cost me two hundred and ten dollars a month, you know, which is that's nothing. it. Yeah, so I'm sixty five. Jeez, yeah. you should quit tomorrow. Then I take Dude, it back. You I, flip, I want you, Derek to move into I, my I job. I can't quit. You I can't quit pizzas, my job. You flip pizzas for thirty three years. The pizza guy takes care of you. Yeah. No, but right. I was shocked it was that much. So that little, I mean, you know. Yeah. So that's good. So like now I know as long mm-hmm. as I can afford my bills, I literally could quit my job. And it's mm-hmm. amazing. I tell you, I only, well, I announced it a couple of times. So you got to look crazy, but uh, like I had an Etsy page, but I've had like over 300 people already go look at that fucking thing. There's nothing on it. So, so I let just me add, an ornament, but this, imagine this, if I'm not getting some things on there. So this is a good, this is actually a good, there's a good mixture of, uh, of, of, of people here to ask this question to. So now, I'm quitting. so uh, Jimmy, Right. As someone that you, you have, how would you, how would you split your income between content and products? Uh, you mean like how much, how much like, of your overall like money percentage wise, how much of it comes from stuff that you physically sell and how much comes from sponsors paying for videos? Well, I'll tell you, this is funny. Not too many people know this. Every single penny that I make on my website, which has been a lot of money lately, I don't touch. It goes into a fund. It's partner. No, me. It gets embezzled <laughs> by my partner. Me and my business partner, we put it, we keep it together. He's a real estate guy and a money management guy. And he came to me. You guys might have met Howard here and there. He's I met a, him. He's once. Korean, Korean guy. He's all business. And Howard, he's uh, he works from home. He actually was like he was near nine eleven that day, and he said like it changed his life. And uh, he's like, that's it. I'm never going to go to an office again. And so he's been working from home, managing all different types of money funds and this, that, and the other thing. And, and one day he said to me, he actually, Howard got me my deal with Lincoln because he said to me, he goes, what are you doing that you're not, that you're not taking advantage of? Like what, what sponsors do you have? This is like five or six years ago. And I was like, I don't know, Lincoln. I go, I don't really know how to turn that into something. He goes, who did you contact? And I gave him Craig's contact and him and Craig developed a friendship. And he, Craig gave me a deal because of Howard and then as time went on, Howard's like, what are you doing? Like, how can we keep working together? Like, I go, oh, my website is such a pain in the ass and I don't know how to manage it. And so we developed it and it kept developing. And obviously this year we really kind of put it into like third and fourth gear. And we've, we've done pretty well this year. And uh, we keep all the money in a, in a, a fund and I don't touch it. And we're going to buy real estate with well, it. Well, so you – That's so, a good idea. So like you don't – you don't need so basically. I don't need, don't need that money, money right now. But if you had to take the 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 gross amount, right? You make X amount of dollars from sponsors for your videos, regardless of products, and you make X amount of on products. What do you, is it? Fifty fifty? Is it sixty content? Forty products? Honestly, I never really even stopped to think. You don't about think it. about it. I don't. I, you know, it's so funny. People are always like doing the math on that. 
Derek will tell you because me and Derek have these conversations. I don't even know where. Like, I just, I just keep getting, I just keep trying to develop some bills. Yeah, like, like there are certain YouTubers that know exactly. Well, this I'm, I'm asking, I'm asking because I was talking to, um, I won't say who it is because I don't know if they want me to to talk about it. But I was talking to somebody yesterday who is they're extremely successful selling products. That's what they're right. known for. They have a great Instagram following, and now they're trying to get into YouTube. Is it Billy Mays? It's oh, the my pillow guy actually. Yeah. Um, he's realizing that after the Kenosha thing, he's going to need to do something <laughs> to make money. No, so um, so they want to stop making products. They're extremely successful making products, but they now want to go into content. And they asked me, they were like, you know, because they didn't know I worked. They were like, so you double down on your content. That's where you make your money. You know, and I said, well, you know, personally, I make half my money making YouTube videos and half my money selling big jobs to customers. That's how that's the shop's money. If I had to like if I had to split it up. Yeah. Making making money doing content is extremely difficult. It is like that is the longest long play. Mm -hmm. Like you have I have I don't even know. I I don't even know how to find out how many videos I have published anymore. Mm -hmm. They used to be all this information used to be like right there on your page. It's not there anymore. I don't know if I have. 500 videos published or if I have four, I don't even know. I, I they keep changing shit around. Cause my dad asked me, he goes, how many videos do you have published on YouTube now? I said, honestly, I don't even know. 7,000. Could be 500, yeah. could be 600 because I give stuff to Rockler. I've given yeah, stuff yeah, over a yeah. hundred videos alone yeah. to, to make magazine. I have only, I have nearly a hundred vlogs, which aren't build videos yeah. that people know before. So, uh, Long story short, you got to have a really long play when it comes to trying to make money on AdSense. Yeah. And even now, I'll, I'll be honest, I only make seven, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 a month on AdSense, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fucking money. And I count on it every month because it goes to a certain bank account that I used to pay bills. But people, I'm not making like case money. But do you feel like, do you feel so the way that's money that I will make mm-hmm. by not having to lift a Yes. finger because i built that bank of videos that get used that get get viewed exactly and that's what that's what the where i'm getting at is that you know like because i i look at the like i took six weeks i didn't make a youtube video for six weeks in that six weeks i made like a little more than two uh i made like two grand on youtube the first month and then like 500 in the two weeks of the second month whatever it was right so that money was money that i i made doing nothing And, you know, the next month, maybe I'll make a little less and you'll continue to make that money. Um, And what I always think about is thinking about, you know, I put myself. The coffee table analogy you you used before was great about when you build somebody a coffee table, Mm -hmm. they pay you a thousand dollars for it. Yeah, they never call you and say, I love this coffee table so Mm -hmm. much. Is another two hundred bucks. Yeah, I, I did. A, I did a built-in. I did a built-in, and I got paid three thousand dollars to build the built-in. And then I made, or no, I got twenty five hundred for the built-in. I made thirty five hundred on the video over the last year, and it'll keep getting, keep making money. So what I'm getting at is, you know, when you look at like I put myself in Derek's position, right, where you're now entering this, you're entering uh, this like new arena, right? Like, and you're you're active on Instagram and you're active on YouTube, but you're um, you're, you're like, uh, cultivating that thing. And now you're like standing at this crossroad of like doubling down into making signs and making products and building relationships and building your Etsy and also utilizing your social media reach to go towards content 
which could pay forever. Or you could make a hundred videos. They could all get 200 views and you could make 11 cents in the next few years. And it's very interesting that we have friends that are in one or the other world. And I feel like very few of them, maybe with the exception of you, Jim, sell enough shit that they could stop making videos and sell shit. Or stop selling shit and make videos. Well, and I, well I've been, I'm very lucky in the way that, like, I can get, you know, I made over, I don't even know, $170,000, $180,000 this year with Bullet Bourbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, with that, I mean, everybody can do the math. Yep. They seem yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, I I didn't, that, and that was my gross. That wasn't, you know, that was, I had to pay for the materials. Aaron is really it. expensive. Aaron, you know, I honestly had to pay, you know, I paid Aaron, Mike, yeah, the material. Yeah. I mean, so that was the gross. That was the gross. Yeah. And, uh, you know, operating expenses, whatever. That's just like what it is running a business. But at the same time, I was able to get a couple of videos, a lot of interesting content. Mm-hmm. Uh, a funny example is when I bought that beat up Cadillac, Mike looks at it. Mike, Mike, because Mike's like a car guy and he's looking at it, he's rubbing his chin and he goes, to be honest with you, Jim, I think <laughs> let's just, let's just part the fucking thing out. Probably make about six grand uh, on the part. Yeah. yeah. I go, Mike. This is this is constant. Thirty five thousand dollars worth yeah. of YouTube videos, and that at least. This is just my and I and I jumped into the truck instead. I didn't mm-hmm. really put, spend too much time on the Cadillac. I will do it. It's underneath two feet of I snow was right say, now. With, top open. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> is, the, is the roof still off of it? Yeah, oh, yes, I love it. So it's filled with snow. No, it's filled with snow. <laughs> but there's no interior in it, so I'm not yeah, worried. Fuck it. And. Uh, the the so the the point I'm making is is Mike sees like a car and I go oh, no Mike that's he goes oh I forget that's your business yeah I go and that could be either like if I'm going to be doing like I just did the the car the the truck restoration video yeah. and there's no sponsor in that at all like there is no sponsor in it but a funny thing and this is something uh, I'm, uh, the guys at the Maker Mob they handle my website mm-hmm. those are the guys that now have taken over and handled my website and. And Adam at the Maker Mob said to me a few months, this is like maybe six months ago. He's like, hey, dude, you know, you know, one thing that we do, which really works, it works for Jesse. He goes, every once in a while, we put our ad for our own website yeah. inside of a video. He goes, I know, because he's like, I know you, you know, he's like, I don't want to tread on what your, your, your formula is. He goes, but I'm telling you, if you just do a little, like a little 10 second, 15, 20, 30 second ad in your video for yourself, he goes, it could pay off in gangbusters. And so the, the first time we did it was when the razor blades went for sale. So when we got the razor blades all ready to go for sale, I had a hundred ready to go in the store, but we had a couple of thousand of them behind the scenes. The next, so I did a little video and I put an ad for my own website in it. The next day, I Howard's like, "Dude, you have, like I could say the numbers, but Howard's you know I don't want people to think I'm rich." But <laughs> the numbers were were like off the yeah. charts, and we had no expectations. Oh, yeah. That Alex Steele will do that. Tell. He'll be like, "Oh, this week's video is sponsored by me, and it's our store. You should buy like yeah. our shit. You know, whatever it is." Jody does so that long. too, I think, with his uh, welding stuff. Yeah. So I sold, I, I sold twenty five hundred razor blades mm-hmm. at forty dollars a piece. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Math again, it's more public mm-hmm. shit, but and we sold those in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And now we're selling the knives. The knives are a little bit slower, a because they're a little bit more expensive. And it's Christmas and people might be a little duress of fatigue, which is fine. We'll take a break and start selling stuff, you know, in the next year. We have new products coming. And uh, but the interesting thing is now the formula is starting to work where they're, they're, <laughs> this is not a knife. Stencil. <laughs> Chris held up the knife stencil. And the, the thing is, is that fucking Mike is an animal. Who? Mike. Mike, the fireman. Yeah. The fucking, Why? The fucking, oh. just, 
Mike used my knife to skin a deer. Yeah. I depiction is too graphic. Yeah. I don't want to get. Yeah. I don't no, want to get. Like like the, the, the fucking thing skins and it says it's a fucking stencil. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mike, Mike, left lane designs skinned a deal yeah, with the dress and I yeah, sent me a bunch right. of pictures and it's, it's uh, yeah. gorgeous. Hands all covered with somebody blood. Would, <laughs> somebody would love to see that. It's just, uh, it's just an interesting thing that I think about when I think well, about like the future of this stuff. And it, and the people that I'm talking about, Derek, when I tell you who it is, you will be flabbergasted that they're even considering stopping making stuff because really? of how successful they are. And they're like, listen, we're just- well, there's honestly, there's no, there's no reason in this business. Mm-hmm. And Derek this yeah. might help you make your decision. Yeah. There's no real reason to make any conclusive decisions. Yeah. I personally yeah. never have. I've never said, I'm never going to do this again. Cause now I'm only doing this. Yeah. What? Like I make this many thousands of dollars at this, this many thousands of that and that. And in a month that's, you know, could be $20,000 a month or more or less. It depends on, but the idea is it's, there's no reason to say no. Like my buddy says this all the time. He goes, never say no to a sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know, like why, he's, he's, a, he's got this old Jewish philosophy. His dad always said, mm-hmm. never say no to a sandwich. Yeah. And so the, the, the other, you know, he always says it to me. He always like when he sees me saying, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Like, like when my agent calls me and says, do you want to do this video? They're only offering us $7,000. And I'm like, I used to load a truck with plywood mm-hmm. and build something out of seven it. Bucks it and I have for seven thousand dollars, I was making a lot of money in yeah. two weeks. Yeah, I go. All I got to do is talk about shoes, for <laughs> yeah. and then edit it into thirty seconds and try and be funny while I'm doing uh-huh. it. Age of Empires. Well, that's what it, yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like that's how like you know obviously when I started this is like oh, I want to do YouTube and I want to post stuff. For me, that's such a chore. I wish it was easy for me. Like I see people do it and they enjoy it. I wish I could because I I really want to. I feel like I would be good at it if I could be good at it, but I'm horrible at it. And I know I got to do it. You driving around in your cash register, making pizzas. (laughs) That is a chore. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is I feel for me right now, like what I'm doing with like Instagram and the relationships I'm nurturing there, I think in the long run, will help me more. Like for me, like the, the videos, like right now, like I honestly, I was doing a video on spray painting, right? That I found in the floor. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Play and go fuck yourself. Uh-huh. Um, I just found on the floor. I thought it was a receipt. Is that a $2 my- bill? This is a, a re- I talked about this once on the on my other podcast. It is a $47,000 check ripped in half that I opened up. I opened up a FedEx envelope Sorry. and the, the, like it just went berserk. It just went whoosh, and everything in the envelope ripped in half. And like it get, was like under some stress. Mm-hmm. And so I had to call my client and say, could you please reissue me another $47,000 check? I ripped yours in half. Nice. And they went to FedEx and sent it to me. So I got it overnight. Make it for 50 this time. Don't, 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 don't insult me. Don't but this is money. I mean, this is money I got paid this year. Yeah. This was a half down payment for, you know, the trailers that That's I built right. this year. That's mm. right. Yeah. And I was able to get content out of it. And, you know, part, part of doing this side work, and Chris, you're dealing with it now. Mm-hmm. It's not side work for you. It's your career, is deliver on time, mm-hmm. deliver mm-hmm. under budget. I think Chris is sleeping. I mean, Paul's sleeping. Is Paul sleeping? <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, looking up recipes on TikTok. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I meant to say Paul, but uh, the, the point I'm making is, is deliver on time. Mm-hmm. You know, 
easy going. Don't be a bitch. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking hurt anybody on the job site and you'll get hired back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's an interesting, it's, it's a very, it, we we're in this really interesting like point where like, there's so much money. There's so much money on the internet to be made. Right. The, especially now, like with the way the shit's going with the, now with the fucking boxing with the influencers, right? Like, everybody's at home doing nothing. Everybody's watching TV on the internet. Cause they're, you know, why would you watch TV? They're watching shit on YouTube. There's an endless pool of money. The other thing too, is like, there's, there's uh, such a exposure to the handmade project products. You know, there's, there's like exactly like what you have going, Derek, like people saying like, well, I don't want to go to the store and buy a Christmas ornament for my friend and write on it with a, a paint pen. But like, I got this guy in Boston who's going to just like make me one for $15 on his laser. And it's going to be but it's an image of him. It's not you alone. Well, well, he does the names. He does the people's names. That's right. How many, like you sold a lot of those, right? Oh yeah. ton of those. And it's, it's, uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm always interested in the direction that people would go. Like you said, Derek, like for you to make the videos, you feel like it's a chore. I mean, look at Paul, like Paul's direction now, right? Like mm-hmm. anyone that knows Paul knows him because they found him on YouTube, not because mm-hmm. he put up their mezzanine. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know, yeah. and that's how we all know Paul and, and all of Paul's fans are, you know, after he won forged and fire, I mean, now the women just flock to his house, yeah. but, uh, um, you know, but that's another thing to think about. Like Paul won forged and fire and you didn't launch a knife making career. There are guys that lost forged and fire. Was, and all they do is talk about I how they were just, on it. I was just going to say that. I know somebody that is gangbusters because they were on forged and fire. You didn't even have to win. I was like, I was like how is that possible? Mm-hmm. I don't know. My whole attitude towards all this like is is totally changed. Like all I all I want to do for the YouTube stuff is make cool videos. Like I don't want to make like some shitty video mm-hmm. that's like, you know, five welding tips, you know, mm-hmm. like I just want to make like cool projects when I have time and when I can think yep. of something no, cool. What? What the hell is that? Whoa. Somebody's air breaking outside my house. Holy what shit. What the was that was a Jake? That? It was like a Jake break or something. Yeah. Um, it was so your, uh, was your back that was loud. Out of the lawn. <laughs> I was waiting for it to rip through the front. Oh, Jesus. Um, I, uh, I was going to say, uh, Paul, uh, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Something about It'll making videos. I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say, oh, I had a great idea. You should make an eight foot skateboard. An eight foot one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there, there's Which a, one was the one you made now? The 24 foot one. 24 feet big. long. No, it's too long. Eight foot, that, that'll get mm-hmm. views. Yeah. Well, there's a company that makes them. They make like six foot skateboards. This is like the scene from something about Mary when he's like, you know what would be better than seven minute abs? Five, Five minute, minute abs. abs. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was hitting record. But that last conversation was all almost in a text. Oh, my God. That's yeah, so it's I don't know. It's interesting because I, I think about my business and I and I think a lot of it, too, is is it it does become like a battle fatigue. And like for me, like I've been making shit for people for so long and I've had I've had so many clients that the last thing I want, like next year, 2021, I don't want to do work for anybody. All I want to do is make content next year. I don't mm-hmm. want to have any clients. I don't want to do anybody's bullshit. Well, that, that's why I pick. I mean, it, it gets you get you get to a point where you can mm-hmm. choose exactly. That's well, that's you what it is. And I said this things. to Matt, and he said, if if you get an art job next year, you're not going to do it. I said, well, of course I'm going to do it. You know, like you of course, of course I'm going to try and pick things. Yep. Try, you know, try to pick jobs like the 
you know, like the car jumping yeah, ramp. Yeah, yeah. That can, you know, yep. Even though that didn't do well, I mean, it's just a shot in the dark. Oh, yeah. But, you, you know, you could do videos mm-hmm. that will perform well that you can get paid Exactly. Well, that do videos that – Yeah. Sorry. Do client jobs that you can make a video from. So you're creating content. And then also you get paid to do the thing, yeah. whatever it is. And at the same time, develop product, develop your Patreon, develop your, your Amazon – there's no reason why we can't do all my hairline for next year. Dude, you want to hear something funny? You guys know that I'm a little bald, right? Uh-huh. So I was in, I was in California and Taylor's uncle is there and he's, he's a hair specialist. And he's like, he, he's like an old hippie. He's like, Hey babe, babe, you, you got great hair. You got great hair, babe. He's like looking at the back of my head. He's like, no, no, he, he knows. And he has like a list of clients that he's consulted. Would you do hand, hair transplants? He is a consultant for a hair transplant. Huh. He goes, he might trade you for content. He goes, come on, babe. He goes, I, he goes you are so handsome. He goes, your hair would look so good. <laughs> I go, the only way I would do it is his name is author. I said, Art, the only way I would do it is if I could talk about it publicly and just show it. And then he goes, that would be great. He goes, it's $10,000 procedure. He goes, maybe he'd, you know, maybe he would give, give it to you just because you're promoting him or whatever. And then I never did get a chance to go and consult with the guy because I was too busy with the show. I think they do so, a much really – it's easy nowadays, I yeah, think. Yeah. Like it's – they do a really good job. Steve Urban Urban the first season of The Office. I don't know if you guys watched The what? Office. You guys talking over each other. Steve I couldn't Carell. hear anything. Steve Carell, the first season of The Office versus Steve Carell, the second season of The Office. He has like 30% more hair on his head. Oh, you got to look at – you know the race car driver Lewis Hamilton? No, he was like compl- the the British guy who's like the F Formula One like best Formula One driver. Don't on they wear helmets? What does he need hair for? No, no, no. He they take he, off the helmet. They put the like, hat on. That's he's like he super famous. Hair. He's like good looking guy. Like the, like whatever. But he he was like completely bald, and then now he's got like a full head of hair. Look at LeBron James did that. Well, LeBron James was like gluing shit on his head. There was one game <laughs> where it was like peeling off, and one of the other player, I think it was like Anthony Davis, like pointed. Towards his- LeBron James is losing his hair. Why would he have to work? That was before LeBron- he, had, he had the LeBron James money. Now he's got LeBron James money. You never. Yeah, LeBron's go- hairline has been like a hot topic on the even, internet. I can't even think of what his hair looks like. I don't know if I. Eh. I don't know. Yeah, but the I don't know. Moth, He just did a plug for uh, hair care products in one of his videos. Yeah, and he did pretty good. He keeps like cutting away, and he comes back. And he's got like a wig on. And then it's longer, longer. And then he's got like a big, <laughs> big long head of hair, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I, if I hit the lottery, I'd get a hair transplant. It's only ten grand. I mean, to get a really good yeah, one. So. But you got to be there. It's in L.A. Yeah. This guy. That's that's kind of worth ten grand. I mean, I think it depends, it depends I if your head I, looks good if you're bald. Like some people could go bald. Twenty-five years, dude. What yeah. the fuck do I just do? take? I don't Look know. at me. It depends. It depends. It depends the shape of your head. You know, if you got a nice head, you could go bald. But some people, like my head's a kind of weird looking head. I think I would need to get one. I couldn't go bald. Weird looking. You can't go. Just gigantic. I just got. I got. I shaved my head. I shaved my head uh, at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of this year, and I walked into my mom's house, and I thought she was going to fall over. She was like, (gasps) "I I used to. I used to have my head totally bald. Oh, really? Yeah, but it cuts open like you bang it into anything. Cuts uh, open. That's why I wear a hat. Well, if you, well, if you lost your head, we would just cut a pumpkin. And put it on top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be perfect. 
Just spray paint it black. See, yeah. right now, Paul, with the new lighting that Paul has, because he's not in his shop, it's a little, you have like a silhouette behind you, so it's a little yeah, hard to see that your hat barely fits. Looks you know like what? A, I, a total eclipse of the sun. <laughs> Exactly. I could switch the lights. I I thought it was the other light that bothers you guys, but I guess it's this one. I flipped the wrong switch. <laughs> it was sleeping. Oh my god! Anyway, what I was what I was getting at was basically the the, uh, the idea of you know the long the long game of this whole thing, right? Because you're you're basically making there's a no, there's no reason to stop making products. Yeah. You know, you no, no, of course. Other people, yeah, they. If they're uh, making products, product. people are going to keep looking for them making products. It depends, products. It it depends product. on the product because I think that, uh, you know, as you know, right, certain products are more involved, right? Like Derek's able to make an ornament in X amount of time versus these people. Yeah. These people are, it's multiple days to make everything that they make. Yeah. Everybody wants magnet ice picks with levels in them. Well, that's that's a multi-step thing. That takes a lot of time. How much do you sell those for? 125? 125 bucks. I got into a fight with some guy on twitter about it tell me you're at he's like he said 125 bucks and he put like a big ha 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 ha. he did say i bought a knife but i'm not spending any more money so i said good for you i go why don't you just make one like you know many people have made their own which is you know totally i totally encourage you to make your own ice pick with a level and a magnet if you really just go buy a milling machine and a lathe and the magnets and oh i said i go just then take a count of your time and you know multiply times your dollar per hour yep. and then make a hundred of them and then do that as well and then see yeah. what you're and then take them all bundle them up real tight and shove them up your ass yeah, <laughs> i think derek fell asleep now no, well, derek's in his bed he's in his tempur-pedic i was oh. just watching this girl shoot something is that gonna is be your that? pick of the week a girl shooting a 50 cal no but it's just is weird it, that just is that is life. weird well, it's weird the fact that it's a girl. Oh my god! No, no. What the oh, hell's going on? Shooting two fifty cows. Yeah, just girls with guns. It just came up on my Instagram. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's your pick of the week. Oh wait, so you want to know about you want to know about backhoe before we end it? Uh, yeah. yeah, let's talk about your backhoe. We'll talk about so your I front hoe first. The back. So I bark about anything today. Hold on. Let's let's hold on. Hold on. Before we get into that. Before we get into that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was going to ask, I was going to ask Derek about, I was going to ask Derek about when his next YouTube video is coming out because it's a point of contention and I like to fuck with it. Birdhouse video? No, that's <laughs> funny. I, that's my point. So I spent one weekend, I said, you know what? I'm going to do a video this weekend. I get everything done to spray paint video and the spray paint job came out shitty. So it needs another coat. So I'm like, I have to let it dry for two weeks. Then once it's two weeks, two what weeks, kind of spray paint has got to dry for two weeks? Rust oleum. If you don't really? let it dry for two weeks, yeah, it'll crinkle. Huh. Yeah. yeah, you try it. On it's what? Spray- for on just MDF? Yeah, yeah. Just at, at least a week. It ha- if it doesn't dry for two weeks, it'll get. Wrinkled. What if you put it in like a dryer room? I, I don't know, but I don't yeah. know to deal with that. But then once I did that, it started, got two weeks. Doesn't have time to do it. <laughs> no, no. But it started snowing out, and then I got from driving around in your yeah, cash. Yeah, I didn't have time. And now it's like I've been busy, you know. So it's like, you know. And then I got to time it because I can't paint when the tenants here. You know what I mean? So it, it was like I had everything done in one weekend, and then it fell apart. You know. So, and then everything I've been making. It's been something I've already made, so I'm not going to record that, like the birdhouse. I'm not going to record the birdhouse. You got so many obstacles with that tenant. You can't paint when they're there. You can't do the CNC, the noise. I 
No, I said to Christina, I said when she leaves, if she does leave, I can't complain. She's here three days a week. Oh, you have that part-time time. Yeah, she's here three nights a week, right? So she's usually here 8.30, 9 o'clock. She's here three nights. That's it. I says when she's leave, the CNC's coming up onto the first floor. That <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm serious. That apartment's going to be a shop. If I don't it's gonna move be a out CNC. of there, yeah, I'm going to have one room as my office. I'm going to have one room as a CNC, and then I'm going to have the other room to do shipping. Do it. I am. Great if idea. I don't, if what I don't are you going to do? Keep here, Keep the metal shit in the basement? Yeah, yeah. If I don't move out of here, seriously, that's what I'm going to do. That's that's Is a good idea. Be, you know, she. It's, I could get 2000 a month for the apartment. It's three rooms, but it's uh, three just three rooms. It's only one bedroom. It's small, yeah, but you could but, definitely uh, make more than 2000 a month on, on – That's what I'm saying. And she's only going to make more than that. And you're not yeah. paying somebody else's mortgage with your 2000 bucks a month. It, it's, like it, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So uh, that's the next step, you know. So I think – you know, next year is going to be a good year for me. You know, I mean, maybe that thing happens with that person that I know that do the thing, the show thing. And, um, you know, who knows? But things can only get better. You know, you get yourself a new catch register to drive around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which so, I don't know if you guys, I don't know. If I, you're, hold on. Wait. Not that I ever drove while talking on the phone in my work truck, because I would never talk on my phone and drive. Chris and Paul was to drive around. I, Chris and they, Paul, whenever they, I speak to certain somebody, <laughs> it sounds like they're driving inside of a jar of coin. So I always, <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's this Bluetooth, right? Jordan, he's been he bitches all the time. He goes, dude, that thing's so loud, and it's like doing nothing, like just moving something makes so much noise. I it think, sounds like you're dragging I can, a I can never hear him between the I, service cutting in and out when he's in the basement or the Bluetooth. Yeah, I think it, this is broke, but they don't make them anymore. So I bought another one and I returned it because uh, it sucked. Dude, the Beats Pro suck. All the you got to get those new $600 Apple oh, garbage. How about the IsoTunes? They're a proud, we're a proud spon- they're a proud sponsor of us. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about Jimmy's backhoe. so t called me and said hey meet me up at this yard sale in in medusa it's a tag sale the owner died and his family selling his stuff and the house and the property and everything it was 40 acre house with a bunch of containers on it you know some dirt bag like all of us that collects too much stuff you found my future home great yeah, but it wasn't good stuff. A lot, like it was like lawnmowers. Oh, and, you know, yeah, you found my future house. Great. Yeah, I just saw like and, four old shitty chainsaws. Yeah, on the floor chain- the other day. <laughs> I just listed those for sale. All right, I just listed those for sale, Paul. I'm selling shit. Don't I see me. that. I see that. What I'm proud of, which I didn't think was going to happen. I'm doing it. So I get there, and uh, right away I bought a set of oxygen acetylene tanks. I threw them in my car, and I saw the backhoe. And I was with T, and I said to T, "I go, you think they'd sell?" I asked the, the tag sale guy. He's like, somebody made an offer on it for twelve grand. We're waiting to hear from him. He went to go get batteries to see if he could start it. So I said to T, I said, if they I said, maybe we're going halves and halves for eight grand. He goes, Okay, cool. He goes, you know what? That's a good idea. He goes, I'll tell the guy to call me tomorrow if the other guy bails. And he called me the next day. He goes, he says he'll take ten for it. And uh, if it runs, he goes, I'll I'm gonna go get batteries and try it. And it hadn't run in years. It's been sitting in the yard. T calls me a few hours later, he says it runs fine. He goes, and all the hydraulics work fine. He goes, it just has a flat tire. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And so we split it halfway, 50, 50, 5,000 each. So it's 10,000. And we've been looking them up for the few days leading up to green to buy it. And, you know, they're $25,000, $30,000, these machines. Yeah. And 
I've just talked about it on Fitzall, but the odometer says 1800 hours, which is nothing. Wow. There, there are ones on, there are ones with like seven, 8,000 hours for like 25 grand. Yeah. It's kind of it's beat up. Machine, whoever, this guy or like it must be, yeah. it, whoever had it. The the word from T is he heard the guy who did like tree work with it. So it's really beat up from like getting trees. The, 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 all the glass is broken. Pretty much most of the glass is broken out of it, and uh, it's just been beat up. It's not been taken care of. Like we turn the batteries, we hook the batteries up, and none of the electrics hooked up. But it runs and drives, and all the hydraulics work. So there's no no gauges. There's no lights. There's no nothing. So we're gonna try and get that all fixed up. But we changed the fuel filter because it was cracked and it was dripping diesel. We went up under the hood. Everything looks like it's brand new. Up underneath the frame, all the paint is still on there. Every one of the hydraulic hoses still has the original uh, case color paint on them. So nothing's been replaced, although there's one that needs to be replaced. So it's a good deal. The ties are dry rotted from sitting. And, you know, we might get a, a set of ties. But T said just have these guys put a new, you know, tube in it. So that's the story. But once it comes here, I'm going to start ripping stuff up and breaking things. It's going to Does be fun. Does he have a big enough vehicle to tow it? Is that how he No, he, drove, he The day of the snowstorm, because he lives on a big piece of property 10 miles up the road, he goes, I'm going to come and take it. So I went there, met him. He did some, you know, we checking the levels and the fuels and everything. And he drove it from the milk. He drove it from my shop to the milk run, which is four miles. And then he gassed it up and he drove it another six miles to his house. But from where you bought right it, how far was that from your shop? Uh, that was uh, about four miles from my Oh, house. I didn't realize it was that close. Yeah, it was right up to Medusa. Yeah, yeah. Medusa's yeah, over yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was a house in Medusa. And uh, actually, he had his friend, because we didn't trust it. We didn't know it well enough. He had his friend go and pick it up. So his friend went up there with a trailer. And then uh, they brought it to their yard, did some diagnosis on it, make sure it had oil and everything. And then they dropped it off at the flea market property where, where my big shop is. And then we played around with it, and that's when you saw me on Instagram having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And then now, now it's in T's yard up the road. Yeah, perfect. It's only about a mile from my house. That's like uh, yeah. excellent uh, range. You, you know, think it could, you no, think it could demolish a house? Oh my god, this thing will tear in my house, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if all of us pushed on my house, we would demolish yeah. that house. Yeah, this thing is the the power. Like I've never ever sat in the seat of an excavator before. And the power behind this thing, it is just like, mm. it is crazy. I can't wait to destroy a car with it on YouTube. It's going to be Listen, fun to like. You, I got a house for you. You go destroy it. You go do whatever you want up there. <laughs> we already disconnected the power. Go nuts. Oh, it's going to be great. Do you want those You want those windows? Can I break the windows? You can, it, listen, if, if I go up there and the house is gone, I don't give a shit what goes with it. <laughs> uh, no, It'll be fun. It'll we we'll definitely go up there one weekend. We'll just you know, no, I know it'll be it'll be uh it'll be get a couple of six packs of Coca Colas and go so there. And T, just, so you know. T didn't have a machine before that because he had actually no he's got he's got a two wheel Ford or something like that. He said that having a four it's a four wheel drive which is another big attribute and he said uh, you know the four wheel drive is just going to be awesome to have. That's epic. So is that going is that to uh, benefit the building of the horse barn or do you have something specific you want to do with it at your house? Oh, I, I've always wanted one, but I could never justify, you know, even a used one from, um, uh, what is the rental United company? United or something else. Yeah, like United. 30 grand. I, yeah, 30, for 40 grand for yeah. a comparable machine. And I just couldn't justify it because I wasn't going to buy it to make money. I was going to buy it to play with it. And I, I couldn't really, I couldn't spend 40 grand on something I was going to use, you know, once or twice a month. I was telling Jimmy, my father-in-law, he has a nice Kubota. And uh, he, it's old. I didn't think it was this old, but 
he bought it. I bu- I've owned this house 25 years, and he just had it about a year or two then. And uh, so it's old, you know, but it's in perfect condition. He never uses it. But my kids, like Max, when he was little, we'd go up to their house, and he'd just put Max on it. My, I'd pull it out of the house, bring it out into the field, and Max would just, like, dig holes with it. And he'd, like, tell his friends, like, oh, I was using a tractor, digging the holes. And his friends would think it was, like, this little thing, like a toy thing. And they'd say the thing, they're like, holy shit, man. Like, you know, but my kids always loved that, you know. And the good, the, honestly, the you know, buying it with T, obviously I'm not down an extra five grand. It's not sitting there on yeah. its own. T will use it. And I said, I go, I'm kind of nervous to, like, drive it to the house. He goes, goes and he goes, oh, no, that's, that's how you find out what's wrong with it is when you use it. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, right. if you want to. If you want to risk spending an entire day waiting for a tow truck in the middle of 145 yeah. to pick up a 17,000-pound excavator and put it on a trailer to drive it two miles. Listen, as long as it rolls, you just get a strong enough car that will pull it, and you just neutral it from from your house back yeah. to the to the uh, flea market shop where you can have somebody come. Dude, because that's the perfect thing is that you have kind of a yard space where if something does happen to yeah. it, someone could come to your shop where you've got air and all that other shit and fix it yeah. like in that parking lot. Right. And the, and the other interesting thing about it was, so I moved it there. They dropped the guy dropped it off. I moved it over there and I came back in a couple of days later and I'll notice it was flat tire. I was like, Oh shit, the tire is flat. So I went and got some of my hoses, ran the hose out there, filled the tire up, you know, hoping I wasn't going to blow my face off and um, filled it up with air. And then I just was playing with the hydraulics. I left the feet down, you know, the stabilizers. So I left it and I picked the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. You could literally pick it up so all four wheels are off yeah, the ground. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I picked it up so that the air was uh, the pressure was off the air. Off and the, fire, the yeah. next couple of days when T came and changed all the filters and then decided to take it for a ride, we picked the stabilizer up and the air wasn't flat because it didn't have that extra pressure mm. on it. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that we definitely need to get it fixed, but by putting the the stabilizer down and lifting off the pressure off of the tire, mm-hmm. it didn't yeah. didn't go flat that fast. Yeah. Anyway, it'll be fun to play with. We're definitely going to be like trying to like light batches and like, you know, open beer bottles with it. It's going to be fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to get a machine like that. I want to have property and have like, I always wanted like a John Deere tractor with a mm-hmm. backhoe on it and stuff. I've been looking yeah. at the Kubotas, the smaller Kubotas for my, uh, for my place up there, just because once that house is gone, I won't need a machine that size, but I'll need something just to like move shit around. You need something to go around and scrap up all the garbage. That's I know, I know. Well, that's why I've been looking at. Uh, I've been thinking about buying a bobcat. Um, that's what both. you need. I've been buying. Yeah, I want to get a bobcat for both my my shop here because I can move you know smaller machines with it, and also I can bring it up and drive around you know, up there. One day in the springtime, when the spring is here, before uh, you know, in April, before the ground starts sprouting. Mm-hmm. We should go up there, us four, Mike and yep. Aaron and whoever else wants to come volunteer, Taylor will help. And we'll all just do like a giant pickup yeah. and just throw it all in the pile because you have so much debris oh on my that place. It was like a little hunting hut that's like all dilapidated. Yeah, and there's oh, like yeah. Madeline was rolling around in everything. Yep. There's all kinds of garbage oh, on the yeah. property. So like we all did like a like walk from one side to the other, like we're trying to look for a missing yeah. child. Said we're just picking garbage up. Maybe we'll find the septic system because that's the only thing that we haven't located yet is where the leach field is. But that's what that's what the missing child. That's is. I every time I go to that property and I go in the house, I'm always thinking I'm gonna find a dead body. And when we went, Jimmy, this was actually when you were in California the first time, we all came up to the house and we uh, insulated the barn. We went there with my friend Macklin, um, and we up at the top of the property. 
there's a shed that someone was clearly living in. It has it had a car batteries in it for lights. It yeah, had a camp stove, that. And we're all looking at it, and Derek's there, and Paul's there. I think Chris Cash might have been there too. Yeah, I don't remember. Everyone's there standing around, and Macklin just goes right up to the the roof, which is complete, like perfectly uh, has perfectly traversed from where it would have been on the roof down onto the deck, and just flips it over. And I'm thinking, like, there's going to be, like, a human. Yeah, there's going to be like, a face staring at me. It was, uh, it was so <laughs> funny. But there's, like, so much random shit over there. But one day we'll uh, – that's that's a great idea. We'll, we'll all go up there. I want to get up there before the leaves are back on the trees and cut a shitload of trees yeah. down because – Yeah, dude, I was just about to so say, you're going to have to do some logging. <laughs> there's so yeah, a lot no, there's of trees. There's a lot of trees to cut down. But And my goal was to get up there before – my goal was to get up there in the fall – once the leaves were down and there was less, there was no snow. But um, I'll get up there. March or April. There's always time. And again, if you you know if you if you you know if you need a crib or something. Just- I heard you got new windows at your house. We did, dude. We wow. did. <laughs> we did get new windows. We got a, a couple of guys that great guys, local guys. Uh, they are doing the construction upstairs. They were doing that. That bedroom that me and Taylor started like eight years ago and never finished. That'll do a big. It. That'll make a big difference in your house if you just put in new windows. Immac- these guys have done an immaculate job. Did you get new windows? I'm getting four. You know the four windows. You know those two bedrooms upstairs that are over the kitchen and the washroom. Oh yeah, so just, those yeah. two rooms have four windows in them, yeah. and then we're adding two more windows to the end of the house. So the the haunted bedroom that was at the end of the hallway is going to have the two windows that were there plus two that faced the hot tub. Yeah. So. Oh, hot tub. There we go. Yeah. I fixed my hot tub this year. I wasn't going to let that motherfucker go to the junkyard. We're, all, we're all going every, in it. How come every time I come up, just me and you, we never soaked in the hot tub? Nothing wrong with that. Two guys having fun, right? Just two guys doing guy stuff. I can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you, so what are you guys been watching? Paul, give me your pick of the week. So uh, my sister was telling me to watch this new series on Netflix called The Queen's Gambit. It's all about like chess. I don't want to spoil everything, but it's about like some girl who's an or turns into an orphan and she, you know, discovers she's like a, a chess genius. Um, but it's like such a good series. And I, I who would have thought like they could make such an interesting like thing about chess, but I like binge watched it in like two days. And I'm like such an asshole. I'm like looking up chess moves now. Like I'm downloading chess apps. Like I'm going to start playing chess. Like looking up the the Sicilian defense or whatever. Like it's so complicated. <laughs> it's it's like not even funny. Like there's no way I'd ever be good at it. It's just unbelievably complicated. And but all you got to watch time, it. You can become a chess master in between jumping yeah. over school buses on your Harley. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I was watching. It was He's good. Gambit. I used to love playing chess. Oh really? Yeah, my dad taught me when I was little, and we used to play yeah, together. When we were kids, like that's what people did. Like they played board games. We didn't have like, video. You didn't have games. TikTok. No, we didn't even have fucking video games. I remember getting Pong as a kid. Atari. No Pong before Atari. Just the like the the doot doot. Mm-hmm. Oh oh. Tennis thing. Well, that's Pong. Pong was the first game. Was it? Yeah, I just remember. Well, yeah, that was Atari, right? Pong. Yeah, Atari. I had an Atari. Atari. I used uh, to play it. Yeah, yeah. It was like Space had, Invaders and uh, like Pac Man and shit. Generation or something like when they came back and it was cool or something. No, no, no. I had the original one. It was like my mom's or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was like all brown and black, like that fake wood. Yeah, yeah. yeah with the little yeah. joystick. Yeah, 
Yeah. I took that joystick, the handle off it, and stuck it on my head like a unicorn. And well, I got, that wasn't what I was thinking you were going to say. I got a bruise on my forehead. My mother made me go to school with it on my head. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. But. Well, what's your pick, Paul? I mean, Derek. My pick? Oh. Yeah. Um, let me think for one second. What's Jimmy's pick? Um, Jimmy's pick yeah, is Jimmy, what have you been watching? Well, you know, I, I, I shouted him out in my video, and I'm actually having a conversation with him right now, Derek from Vice Grip Garage. I... It keeps popping up, and I just keep watching him, and the dude cracks me up. And it plays in the background like a podcast, and I hear him like underneath the car trying to change starters and stuff. And he's just so entertaining and so sweet. And if you guys watch his last three videos where he goes and recovers and finds the car that his dad had when he was a young boy and that he got when his dad passed away, and then he had some like – he got frustrated with it because of some stupid little thing. He said there was like a small fire. And so he got frustrated with the car and he sold it. Now here it is well over 10 years later. He found it. It's now a different color and he bought the car and he goes to drive it back 1,200 miles back to where he lives from where he found it. Same and, uh, car. The same exact car. It, it is the car. Yeah. And he, wow. he goes through it piece by piece saying this is, this is from when I did this. This is from when the new owner did this. When I had it, this is what happened. This is part of the fire damage. It's a beautiful 1954 Buick special. It is an incredible car. And he drives it like the best thing about him. And the reason I love this channel so much is because it was my idea for years, but I never had the wherewithal. I was never a big car guy. Like, but I always thought, wouldn't it be funny to start a a, a YouTube channel or TV show where every week, 500 bucks, we pick a car a hundred miles away and drive it back Mm -hmm. and (laughs) just put a hundred miles on it or 400 miles on it. But Derek does this all the time. Derek from Vice Grip Garage, he'll go and look at a car and go, Pull it out of the weeds, hasn't run in 10 years, 15, 25 years, get it started right there on the spot, go to local uh, you know, automotive supply spots and get what he needs. And mm-hmm. he has he has cute, funny names for everything. You could just tell it's just the slang he's developed with his friends, like, you know, start him up juice, and he's got all these mm-hmm. crazy things he always says. And uh he reminds me of the guys from Trailer Park Boys, because he's from Minnesota, so he says like a little <laughs> bit of a of a Canadian accent. And uh, he's, he's just a funny dude. And he'll get in this car. I got to ask him, the better friends we're getting, I got to ask him. He'll literally pull a car out of the weeds and have, he must have, sometimes he has a crew with him, but you never see them. They keep, he keeps them off camera. Or he'll fly to a place, get the car out of the weeds, get it started, do whatever he needs with a rented car, get the tires back in order, and then get in the car and just drive it home. Wow. No wow. insurance, no registration. That's what I was no, going to no. say. What do you, how do you even do that? But I guess you And he's like, okay. He's like, all right, the brakes are sticking a little bit. Oh, just shifted into second. That's pretty good. It's considering it got 400 miles to go. And it's unbelievable. It's just well, so it, funny. It depends on what state he's from, but I know that you can insure any car, any car. Like I could put, uh, I could put insurance on Jimmy's truck if I wanted to, yeah. as long as you have the VIN. And most of the time, if you drive a car with bad tags, you usually will be okay as long as you've insured it. Like right. when you get pulled over, yeah. they'll be like, all right, yeah, the car's not registered, but it's yeah. insured. You gotcha. just walk, you'll get seven days to get it. Yeah. It's funny. It's on a more upscale version of that, Jimmy. There was a car show I used to watch years ago called Chasing Classic Cars, I think. It's oh, I've heard of that. The guy's from Connecticut, and um, he has a place. He restores these old, beautiful cars. In Massachusetts, if you're from Massachusetts, you know Herb Chambers. He owns like mm-hmm. 300 car dealerships. He has one of the biggest private car collections. It, back in the day, he was the only one who had a, a, a street legal McLaren 
and Jay Leno reached out to him to ask if he could drive it because Jay Leno lives local. He's in California now, but he lives about a half hour, grew up about a half hour from me. And this guy, Herb Chambers, turned him down. And the wow. big story, yeah, the big story was back in the day, Herb Chambers had a place down in Nantucket, which you have to drive down to the Cape like an hour and a half. And he drove the McLaren, $5 million car, down the old Southeast Expressway to, to get there. But anyways, he his first Ferrari he ever bought, he sold, and he wanted it back. It was like the one from Miami Vice there. And this guy found it. And they brought it back and, and they restored it. And it was like it was like the whole story of that. And it was just so cool. It was just amazing. I'll tell you what, this Derek series, it's three yeah. videos in a row. Yeah. It's a tearjerker because he really, you know, yeah. his dad's gone and he talks yeah. about his dad, the sentimental value. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's, it's really it like good. The tent in the car, like um, one of the fenders, like a neck that he had put in the car. And it was like so <laughs> it was unbelievable the story. But yeah. It was amazing. They chased it down through all the records, through the you know RMV and all that shit, you know. But anyways, that's not my pick. But my pick is going to be, and I think we've picked him before. Is I, but I've been watching him again. Is uh, Pask makes. Yeah. I oh just, yeah, he's great. His Scrapwood Channel channel challenge. I remember when he started that originally. He was going to do it for a week, and everybody was like, "You got to keep going with it. You got to keep going." With it. And I'd love to know, like, I don't know how many he's done. But he's it's years now. I know 48. it's forty-eight. I'm is looking it, at it right now. Is it? It's like yeah. it's unbelievable. Like he's, what? Forty-eight scrapwood challenges? Yeah, yeah, he's on episode forty-eight of the scrapwood challenge. It's unbelievable. Like he, he's the, good. What he uses is beautiful, and he's just so freaking talented. Mm -hmm. He's a sweet guy too. He did my knife. I think I liked his knife the best. Yeah, yeah. He just he he just he's just really really talented. Like he reminds me of um. What's his name? I just re like uh, shouted him out was um, Scott Turner from uh, For mm -hmm. Me. And mm -hmm. just like he just will kill himself making a project. He doesn't give a shit how hard he has to work to get that end result. And he'll get it, you know, and just does a good job. But he did a couple good challenges. I was just watching. And uh, that's me. Pass makes. Yeah. I've been watching. So I did that job for that comedian, Andrew Schultz. Uh, I made like a stage for him and I kind of knew him through Instagram, but his like Netflix special just came out, but I've been watching some of his clips on, um, on YouTube and he's just really funny Yeah, and he's good. meeting him and seeing like kind of what him and his friends do. It reminded me a lot of like what we do when we get together, just in a different realm, you know, like they all are kind of like feeding off each other and they all, you know, kind of, they all try for each other's success and they do their different things and whatever. But, uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of clips from him. I haven't watched his Netflix special yet, but I've heard that it's it's doing really well and that it's really funny. Um, and it was just cool to be like a little part of that. So yeah, I'm gonna shout out Andrew. Shout out to Andrew Schultz and his new Netflix special for this week's pick. I, I watched part of it. There's like four different like 15 minute videos of it or mm -hmm. like, like um, parts to it on Netflix. It's funny. It's like really different. It's not like, a, you know, obviously he's not in front of an audience and he's not, he's sitting in a chair and he like brings up clips and images mm -hmm. and everything's like a really like fast paced moving, like almost like a monologue kind of like, you know, like in the beginning of like talk shows, yeah. and stuff, like the tonight show, like they do kind of a little monologue. It's interesting. It's pretty funny. Did you watch his things that he was doing on Instagram where he was like, hey, turn your phone? 
Yeah, it's like that. That he told me like basically when I was there, he was like, "Yeah, we did 17 episodes of this like turn your phone thing, and it turned like totally like launched, went crazy. Everyone got a million views." He goes, and Netflix basically like bought four of those. Yeah, he's smart, um, that guy. Yeah, and and he's got like you know uh, what I what I thought was was interesting was so when I met those guys, it's him and two guys writing the jokes. But he delivers them, right? Um, mm-hmm. But and I feel like when you see a comedian, like a lot of comedians have writers, you know, like they're not just them. And if you go on his Instagram, he always credits his writers. You know, like he does. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he doesn't have to. You know, like yeah, he would just do the jokes and that's it. But like if you go on his Instagram, he tag he shout out he he credits and tags the two guys that he writes his jokes with. And I was like, wow, like. You know, I'm sure he's paying these guys a lot of money and I'm sure he could tell them, these are, you know, you wrote them, but they're my jokes. But I just thought that was really cool that he gives that credit, you know, with his platform. He's got over a million followers on Instagram, you know, and he uh, he shares that shine with his uh, with his friends that he works with. And you can tell that they have like a cool thing going. It's so an I- interesting thing. That's what's going on. I talked about it on making a podcast for a second, but. Because of what's going on with COVID, there are no more comedy shows in a traditional mm-hmm. sense. There's like yeah. driving shows that Burt Crash has been doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been following that. And, you know, but I think it's really important for them now to take social media much more serious than they ever have because yeah. that's how they're going to develop their audience. Like uh, 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 Jim Gaffigan went straight away and just started, like, he just dumped right into his YouTube where I don't mm-hmm. really watch it that much. But, um, you know, like uh, I've been watching a couple of other guys on YouTube all the time. But they're all leaning onto it. Uh, you know, obviously uh, uh, he has, Schultz has. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like this guy, Sam Morell, who's really funny. Oh, he's and funny too. Yeah. Sam cracks me up. I love him. And um, who else have I been watching? Uh, there's one other guy. Oh, Mark Norman is really funny. Oh, he's funny too. The, yeah. yeah. These are all like the new generation guys. That yeah. Really funny. And uh, they, they got to roll with the changes. Otherwise, they're just going to sink away. Those yeah. New York comics are funny, though. Like, like um, so many things like that. It's it just like how many businesses like were going under because of this, like and how many businesses flourished. Like there's so many like weird spinoff things that were a result of this that like, yeah. people didn't even think of. Like my wife was watching like a Christmas special. It was recorded before, but like they re-edited it. And it's just weird like how – like. Um, like how they have to adapt, you know, and it's pretty ingenious how, you know, how businesses and people are doing that. But that's what I was thinking, like the social media thing, like I, I'm wondering like next year, like, so like, if you want to buy a laser cutter, you can't get one, like it's months wait, you know, like next year, is there going to be like a good deal on, on hundreds of them? Cause people decided they don't like them anymore. You know what I mean? Like there's just so many, Things that well, that's what's going to happen with fitness equipment. I was reading a whole article about like home gym equipment. It's going to be a million Pelotons for sale. There's going to, yeah, exactly. There's going to be like you know this massive used market for like gym home gym equipment. <laughs> bicycles. I mean, I've noticed. I've noticed a, a huge. I've noticed a huge price change in used, um, used machinist stuff. Like the cost of a used Bridgeport has gotten to be so crazy high. Like you used to be, yeah. I could buy a Bridgeport all day for five hundred bucks, yeah, all day long. You bought two lades and a Supermax on the trailer for two, what two grand? You spent for three machines, two right? Grand, yeah. Right now, you could probably list your Supermax 
with the DRO and everything that's in your driveway for three grand and get it. And the rest. But seriously, dude, people are people are listing Bridgeports for forty five hundred dollars, fifty five hundred dollars. It's crazy to me, you know. And I think it's a lot of it. I think a lot of it's because people are just like, shit, I got to, I got to, you know, I can't rely on my boss to pay me every week, you know, like, and I have a skill set. Like I need to, I need to, you know, try to do this as a job, Um, which is great for the education of YouTube, you know? Oh, did you take anything? I was at my mom's yesterday. No, no, I just, I hung out with my dad and then I popped in to see my mom on the ride home. Mm. And there's, it's really good. This, there's the supermax. Nice. It was your dad's birthday at the moment, right? December third, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say because we were all together last year on his birthday. Oh wow, we were. That's crazy that that was a year ago. I put, uh, I put, I, I had my camera rolling the whole time while I was hanging out with my dad. And there's some really funny clips of he and I in the car talking. And he's sitting in the car, like my dad's 81, you know, so he's like shrinking and his glasses are getting bigger. He looks like a cartoon character from the Flintstones. He's sitting there and he's wearing shoes because he probably got them for cheap that are bigger than his feet. He's like shuffling. He looks like a clown. I'm like, what the fuck? Why don't you buy shoes that are the right size? I got a couple of funny clips that I'll put up of me and my dad driving and him just giving me his, you know, two cents on like he's sharing a fence with his neighbor and he's arguing over how much he should pay. He wants to pay them more. They're like, they don't want to take money because he feels guilty that he's got so much crap in his driveway. So they're building a $2,000 fence and he's trying to split it with them and they won't take his money. I can't even imagine what your dad's house is like. When you go to clean that thing, I like I want to be there. Oh my god, it's like literally like a hundred pounds of shit in room for like thirty pounds. Billy, Billy the talking fish or whatever. What's it? <laughs> that big mouth bass. That thing that on the little plaque that yeah, moves and sings. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah, one of those in my five, house. Five of those. I bet Jimmy's father's got five at least. He's got he's got a parch bin of those. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You never know when one's gonna break. You need the spare pieces. To you gotta have extras. No. Oh, Jesus. You probably should call. You guys want to know just a little little inspirational story? So my dad takes me over. He's like, I told my buddy Sal all about you. He's, he's a big fan of yours. We're gonna. And so we're having we're having like my dad gets a, uh, you know, two for one from Burger King. Like the things in the mail. He's like, we'll go to Burger King. I'm like, <laughs> okay, great. So we go to Burger King. He goes, I never had the Impossible Burger. I thought I was gonna get some you know, anti-hippie stuff out of him, talking about the Impossible Burger. So yeah. I was like, let's see. He goes, I got a ticket for the Impossible. Let's try it. Let's try it. So anyway, we went and we had the Impossible Burger. Then we're sitting. I go, does your friend know we're coming? Because my dad just knocks on anybody's fucking door at any time of the day. <laughs> I'm like, does the guy know we're coming? He goes, he knows we're coming. I spoke to his wife. I'm like, okay. So we show up and the guy was so excited to meet me because he watches my YouTube channel. And long story short, he was watching me on YouTube and him and my dad met at the Knights of Columbus. He's like 75. My dad's 81. They met at the Knights of Columbus like a year ago. And they're just two old guys that just scream at each other the whole time. Nobody <laughs> stops to listen to each other. And they're yelling at each other the whole time. My dad, he, I, my dad is yelling at him while he's yelling at me. Blah, 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 blah. I said, how did you come to find me? He goes, well, I can't stand regular TV. I started watching YouTube. I'm watching you. I meet friends with your dad. I don't know what his fucking name is. I know him as Joe. I'm like, right? He goes, one day he says, do you watch my son on YouTube? And I said, I don't know. Who's your son? I don't know. Probably not. He goes, Duresta, Jimmy Duresta. He goes, oh my God, I watch you all the time. He knew all He knew all these other YouTubers. He knew Eric. He's like, the guy that sells the wrenches. The guy that sells like wow. the, <laughs> the big beard with the thick beard. I'm like, oh, Eric from Hand Tool Rescue. I love that guy. 
and he knew a couple of other YouTubers. And it was really incredible that I'm talking to like a 75 year old guy that watches YouTube like a little kid. Mm-hmm. It was so sweet. And he carves these, he carves these faces in, uh, in like bits of, uh, tree branches. Cottonwood. Oh. He just gets like any tree branch and he has like a couple of rotary tools and he carves like these like really uh, like folk arty faces into them. And that's what he does. He goes, I just do it for fun. I give them away because I don't even sell them. That's what the guy up at your yard sale that does them. I uh, showed him uh, Bobby Duke stuff. Because Bobby did, Duke did that fairy castle and he had seen that. Oh, yeah. All that fairy stuff. But that's one cool thing is being a parent and having children. And I'm always, you know, saying how great my kids are because I'm just very, very proud of them. They are great kids. But um, it's that's one thing I enjoy. Like when I talk to your parents, like they, they're so proud of you, and they should be proud of you. you know, yeah. yeah, my mom and dad are great. Yeah, and it's just even your brothers and sisters—they're just everybody's so proud of you. And it, it is nice to see, you know, because yeah. shit, you know, and uh, no, they, <laughs> no, but they are—they're just—they're just so proud. And it must be exciting to be like, that's my boy. You know, I can't imagine. Well, no, it's really sweet, but it's like a crapshoot because my dad introduces me to people all the time and he'll drag me to some guy's house. And the whole time the guy like wants us to leave. And my dad, (laughs) show him your outboard motor you rebuilt. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I rebuilt an outboard motor. Yeah. You don't want to see it. (laughs) Well, I have a funny, uh, like a a funny little thing that actually happened today. I, I see a buddy of mine who I haven't seen in, forever he we used to work together he goes dude he goes he and he's this funny guy from brooklyn he goes dude he goes i i found your youtube channel i go how he goes so my girlfriend wants to make leather handbags and she's telling me about this hundred dollar leather sewing machine and i'm like that thing's probably a piece of shit you don't want to why waste your hundred dollars on that sewing machine and she goes no this guy on youtube made a video and then he put a motor on it and he goes, I don't wait. They're like $3,000. How are you going to get one? How are you going to buy one for $100? Then he hears my voice. He goes, wait a second. Who are you watching on YouTube? And he goes over. He goes, get the fuck out of here. He's, so he's like, dude, he's like, my girlfriend's watching your video trying to tell me that I should buy her this $100 piece of shit sewing machine on, I just, on I Amazon. I did that video last night to somebody. You did? Yeah, kid sends me a message. He goes, oh, I know you got a Tipman boss. Should I get one? He was that kind of price. He says, watch this video first, and then you decide. Yeah. Um, and I go, so did you get her one? He's like, nah, we're going to try and get her one of the good ones. I was like, ah, do your thing. So not as not as uh, uh, whimsical as your story, Jimmy, but uh, people hear my voice, and they think Chinese sewing machines. So thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, I think that about does it for episode yeah. 24 of the Handmade Podcast. So thank you guys all for listening. I think thank you guys is- for having me. This yeah. is coming out on the – what's the date that this is going to come 23rd, out? 23rd. Yes, this is going to come out on December 23rd, the day before Christmas. Eve. And Eve. <laughs> day before Christmas Eve. It's all the same. It changes. <laughs> Christmas takes two days. Um, so once again, I will say, if you haven't bought a Christmas gift yet on Wednesday, do yourself a favor – Go find someone in in your local area or someone that you follow on on the internet, on YouTube or or Instagram. Support somebody that's making something by hand. Support somebody that has a small business during the holidays. Um, You know, buy handmade gifts from your friends and, you know, people that your friends support because 
that's why we're all here, right? We're all here to support each other. And that's what you should do, especially after 2020, which was a shit year. And we're all going to go into 2021 extra happy and extra great. So thank you, Jimmy, for coming on the uh, Thanks, guys. show. This is just like hanging out at the milk run. Exactly. You know, everybody's played. Minus, minus, minus the flies. Yeah, Paul <laughs> doesn't go home with salmonella. It's yeah. It's one episode we didn't badmouth Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> you did it to my face. Yeah. Very scared. But no, this this was fun. So uh, Jimmy's our first guest. And if you have suggestions for other guests, you should send us a message to our Instagram. But no one will read it because none of us use the Instagram. Nope. So just, you might as well just write it on a note and throw it in the garbage. I was going to post do a, do, a, do a story on Instagram and then tag one of these knuckleheads and then they'll see it. I was going to yeah. post something on that Instagram and then I gave up. <laughs> I was going to post a Christmas what Chris's Christmas list. It was just going to be a picture of a file cabinet and then a bunch of caster wheels. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Still, my favorite part is is hearing 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 uh, Paul hold back while he talks about what a shit shit shop you shop. <laughs> <laughs> he says. You know you want to know what the real the real before show is with Paul talking to his dad alone in the car about your shop? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't imagine. Dude, my whole family knows. Like every, I was telling Chris last time, my sister, my mom, they're like, "Oh my god." Have your sister, have your sister go there and visit him. Oh, no, she yeah. she, she, she would great. never. Oh my god. She doesn't want anything to do with us. <laughs> she just wants to ride horses and just. You know, doesn't want to talk shit. She wants to ride horses and talk shit. Sounds like a nice life. (laughs) Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. I hang up now, guys. No, no, you gotta wait. You gotta wait. So if you hung up, we would have lost the whole thing. Oh shit! You gotta download it now. Like Derek, you gotta do a sign off. Chime. (laughs) Jesus Christ! I thought Jimmy was gonna do it. (laughs) Goodbye. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.